baby, come on in here. Welcome to the cookout. <laughs> hey, cookout cousins. How you doing? Hey. I just have one question, y'all. Who made the potato salad? Is that the new girlfriend? Hey. <laughs> like, you remember the last time and last year's cookout girl? She definitely can't come. <laughs> you tried it. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. How was that, y'all? How was it? Were we good? Y'all hate <laughs> Y'all hating. I was some. Y'all hating. I see it now. Mm -hmm. Anyway, welcome back to the Cookout Cousins. We missed you guys. And we're so glad to be here today. Y'all, this is Ty. Hey. Hey, friends. It's Zaina. What's going down? Missed y'all. Love you, mean it. (laughs) Do you you love them, Zaina? I mean, as a baseline. As a baseline. Okay. I hear that. Yeah. Uh, well, it's your girl, Barb. How y'all doing? We missed y'all. It's been a few weeks, but we're back at it like we never left. This has been a while since we've done this. Like the last time we checked in with everybody, what was it, before the holidays? Yeah, I think it was... Before Christmas. Before Christmas. Before Christmas. Ooh, I hope y'all Christmas was Actually, good. I think it was before Thanksgiving. What? No, it was Christmas. I think it was Christmas. Because I was making gingerbread cookies. I remember that part. And the house was full of children. The house was full of children. Ah, definitely. Can't forget you're that. So, you're just so typical. Your house I'm was just, full of children. I'm just saying. We've got a lot of kids in <laughs> the house. There was laughter everywhere. Oh, that's not right. what I was Like saying. she's narrating the novel. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. Whatever. Um, but yeah, how are y'all holidays? How, was, how were the holidays for you guys? Um, holidays for me was good. Um, I spent Thanksgiving with my family and Christmas. I just kind of hung out. I didn't really do anything. As I mentioned previously, I just moved to Dallas. So I'm just getting acclimated and all those different things. And I just spent too much money when I go home. So I chose to have a nice friendsmas is what I've been calling it. So it was good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Christmas, Barb, what you did? Uh, I had, I enjoyed my time. I had like a siblings Christmas gathering. Uh, my siblings are crackheads. Uh, not literally y'all, cause y'all, y'all like to take things literally. I just mean they crazy. Don't come and for so- Miracle, okay? Cause Miracle is my favorite. <laughs> Don't come for Miracle. But we had a good time. We had a really good time. We played a lot of games, bonded. So I enjoyed my Christmas. What about you, Ty? How was yours? Um, You know, like I said, there were a lot of kids. Um, I discovered how much of an introvert I really was Mm, Um, because the day after Christmas, I could not function. Like I could not get out the bed. I was exhausted. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, but other than that, it was cool. Racked up on some real nice gifts. They showed up and showed out. Um, Come on, good. What you get? Tell us what you get. What's what of the things you got? What was your favorite? The MacBook. 
Come on, new MacBook. <laughs> the MacBook. <laughs> Shoot, that's why we need husbands. What did I do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> where did yeah, I where did I go wrong? Like, no, he was building up <laughs> stock because for him I have to do Christmas. We said we would just do something low key for our anniversary in January. Um, but his mm-hmm. birthday is in February. So it's right, just like right. I only get one month of a, a build up section just to make sure I got you <laughs> for February too. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he he want his gift early. His birthday is February twenty sixth. I don't know about all that now. Why do you, you, you need it early? He wants a TV and he wants to watch the Super Bowl. He don't even oh. watch football. He's a Tom Brady okay. fan. Though. It's the culture. It's for the culture. Nah. It's a thing. He's rooting for a Tom Brady. What? Oh, well, see, now I can't be in support of see? that. Love you, brother, but nah, we got to get that together. I got that. The holidays were cool. Um, and so much has happened over that time. So, we're going to touch on some old things, touch on some new things, and, and see where the conversation leads us today. Um, so, Zaina, who's coming to the cookout this week? You're so funny. I love the way you say that. <laughs> so, Zaina, it'd be, like, so cute. Like, it'd be like, Bob, but you, what do you got for us next? Come up next. All right, great. Are you in the field? Can you hear me, Bob? Okay, great. I hate you so much. I, I know y'all probably think that joke ain't funny, but it's funny to me, so it's fine. And my friends laugh, so I don't care what y'all think. Boom. That's how kids <laughs> be. I don't I don't care because uh yeah, let me do that on let me do that on top. My mama love me, so it don't right? matter. Anyway. Kids come through and they they be going with daggers. Like they don't care. They be like they say it with their chest, and you have to respect it. You just have to respect it. So for this week's invites, uh, I want to start by inviting the late Cicely Tyson. Um she she passed away um, this past week at 96, and I've just been watching lots of recap videos of her life and her legacy and the things that she accomplished. I actually forgot that she was married for a short stint, well, seven years, and married, marriage time these days is, is, a, is a solid marriage. But she's married to him for seven years, but they um, were together previously before that, Miles Davis. So I just have been learning more about her life and her legacy and just like all the things that she accomplished and the lives that she touched. And it's just been really amazing to see all the videos and stuff. So her and her legacy is always welcome at the cookout. So I wanted to first start that because I know that a lot of folks are, you know, just feeling it as they should. She was an icon and a legend. So we're just losing people. For some, we are. Sad, actually. Yeah, like for some reason, I I feel sad. Like I was shocked, but I, it didn't like hit me in my chest the way that other deaths have. I feel like that lady lived ninety six. Like, what more could you ask for? And I saw lived. a post that said, uh, "It's one thing to open up doors, and another to open up worlds." And I think it just speaks so profoundly to her legacy in Hollywood, to black women, to black actresses. Yeah. Man, she. She's definitely someone that will be missed. Her presence will be missed. But like you said, she lived a full life. Yeah. And celebrate that. We're celebrating. Yeah, for sure. And all of her interviews, she just was like so positive, but she wasn't just like annoyingly positive. It was just kind of like perspective positive. Like, what is that new term called? Toxic positivity? Is that? I is that don't know what that is. 
is. You haven't heard that on the social media. Toxic positivity. Come on, my therapist. Let me Google. Now, Ty, you haven't heard people referring to toxic positivity. No, that's not the type of vernacular my kids use. So it hasn't, <laughs> it hasn't reached them yet. It's a thing. It's a thing. But I agree. I hear what Zane is saying. It's a thing, though, y'all. I have never oh, heard yes. Oh, they finally put a word to it. Toxic positivity is the belief that no matter how dire or difficult a situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset. It's a good vibes only approach to life. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> That's not realistic. Okay. Because sometimes things make you angry. Here we are. And you should be upset. And do. Or you should have whatever, you know, like feel what you feel. Whatever feelings. I love how I say that. But then when I have feelings, I'd be like, it's fine. <clears throat> That just means you need to explore them. That's all that is. Sit with the discomfort. Mm-hmm. And I smile and be like, it's fine. So the next up. Uh, I was shocked to see this smile that Zayna just put out. So, it might be the fakest smile I have ever seen in all our years of friendship. <laughs> and I don't do fake smiles. If I smile, I'm going to smile with all 82 of my teeth. Like, I'd be like, it's so genuine. It's so genuine. And so Mm-mm. just know when I smile like that, I am literally crumbling. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Don't it's, crumble, it's fine. Don't really. crumble, sis. Really. Yeah. Here we are. So Here we are. the uh, next invite I want to give is for Kobe. We just hit his one year, um, uh, the one year day of his death. Um, anniversary sounds very weird. I didn't want to say that. But uh, we just hit the one year date of his death. Um, And so a lot of people have been remembering him. Um, I know that his wife, Vanessa, has been really going through this past year from lawsuits from her mother to um, trying to raise her children, um, navigate um, death and mourning and all these other things like that. So shout out to her for doing what she can. But I um, want to invite Kobe. I can't invite all of his his supporters because they'd be just like, it'd just be a lot. But know that his life and his legacy will be discussed and um, shared at the cookout. That's the thing. Um, I have one more invite. Did I forget something? Did y'all have an invite that y'all wanted to throw out there? Um, I will invite the grudgingly Beyonce um begrudgingly as my friends know I think Beyonce is problematic however comma I can still celebrate when people do beautiful things and I think that she's also a person while problematic like all of us also does beautiful things and so I think it's dope that her and her foundation have been bailing out families that were at risk of eviction or people who are losing their homes um, and that she's been giving out funds to support the community, support people that look like us. So I would like to invite her this time, but she's going to have to sit down and we're going to have to have a real conversation. Okay, y'all? We're going to have to have a real conversation about some other things. But she can come through. She can come through. I hear you. So when we say real conversation, is this is when you're just going to air it out that you feel that she's come up off of African culture without giving- Period. We have to get into this. Okay, okay. 
I see you. I get we it. We have to get into that. However, comma, I still think she's a beautiful soul. And I think that this is a beautiful thing that she did. So shout out to Beyonce. This is really hard for me as a Beyonce stand. I just want everybody to know that my first album was Writings on the Wall. And I was born in 94. I think the album dropped in like 97. But mind your business, because when I was able to realize <laughs> who they were and what they were doing, I wanted the album. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. So, and then CD. you were born when? In 94. Don't. Why'd you have to take us back there, Ty? Hold up. Wait a minute. Because Zayna's the baby, but Barbara ain't too far behind. Barbara, when were you born? I was born in 90. Jesus. Okay. Girl, you got us by three years. Relax. I'm got just, me by are you. I'm about to say Zayna. It's the 90s for me. You can't even say that, Zayna. You were barely in the 90s. Barbara, what you're not going to do is come for me because... All the all the things from '94 on was a thing, and I think that what makes me different from uh, other '90s babies is my parents are old as hell. So yeah, as they were true. old as hell, they raised me old as hell. So I I can recall things from the '70s, '80s, and the '90s, and I was not I was not there. I'll give you that. I also spent a lot of time in front of the TV as a child. That's a different conversation. So know that I like <laughs> I like spent a lot of time Embodied. getting into the mm-hmm. culture getting into the time so that's mm-hmm. whole thing so people always be like okay like it don't count to, like if you trust me your life experiences matter so i'm gonna forget coming for me because we're friends but if you were somebody on the Ooh. streets <laughs> man Put y'all relocated and got even extra gully. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Tennessee met Texas and oof, child. It only takes oh. one. Have y'all seen that TikTok? It only takes I hate that. No, boom, boom. It only takes one. What? <laughs> <laughs> I like her videos though. They're hilarious. She's silly. She is silly. Oh my God. Other- Anyways, I invited Beyonce. So that's what really what I'm getting at. Okay. I said she could come through. Queen B is coming. Okay. Also, comma. Can we inv- invite Latoya Luckett? I mean, she ain't do nothing recently. I just want to like have a heart to heart about her transition out of this marriage because, child. Wait, what? what? I am so behind. Why do you want to have a yes, heart to heart? Latoya Luckett is getting um divorced from Tommy. Yeah. Because um, would you say from Zena? Tommy? Yeah. Yeah, she's getting divorced. He cheated again, girl. Uh, hey. I, I just want her again. Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't know, know about the. I, me either. What are you talking about? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, what? Okay, mm-hmm. so we need her to come. So we need her and Monica then. He cheated again. I didn't when did he cheat the first time? time. Because they can. He cheated the first time when she was pregnant. The first time. Wait, mm-hmm. he cheated on her while she was pregnant. He did. I what feel like that's just reason? a different level of disrespect. Is there ever a reason? Really? What was the reason? What was it? I don't know, girl. I just want her to come through and feel the love. That's all. Come through and feel the yeah, love. Yeah, absolutely. I know you just invited Beyonce, but like she was already coming as my guest. I'm sure she got a formal invite. But then sometimes, you know, your Ooh. guests bring guests. And so like maybe she brought Latoya. Okay. And I'll, that's okay. Um, okay. I can see that. Maybe you ain't never been, to... y'all ain't never, wait, y'all ain't never been somewhere where it was technically your event or you were a host and people came that you did not invite, but what would you going to do, kick them I out? I just saw on, I just you saw kick them out. I mean, I would love to actually, I not just, in my count, I'm not thinking. I just saw on Twitter, you remember back in college when you used to get a random text with an address and you and your girls just showed up? Man. Yeah. Like, you didn't know whose place it was, what was going yeah. on. 
and we all came through. Oh what was God. wrong with us? Listen. What was wrong with us? Listen. All the stuff. I, I actually had that thought. I reviewed all the reckless things I used to do. I'm telling you. I would never Favorite ain't there, y'all. Favorite ain't there. I mean, I'm glad you listen. brought that up. I wouldn't even thought about bringing it up later, but I definitely saw that. And it was a whole thing. <laughs> it was a whole thing. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. I think mm. those are my updates and my invites. Ty, please tell us who is not invited. I need to come up with a cute way to say you because you always say mine like really cute. And mine is like, okay, so Ty, what you get? Because that's where we're at at this point. I'm sorry. So, cousins, just in case y'all don't know, we record in the morning. The only true morning person here is Dr. Barb. It only takes one. I left I left my husband in a in a heated room in a good bed. I could have been cuddling. This is where we're yeah, at right, right now. This yeah, is right. Where we're at. And Zayna, Zayna is so, <laughs> if there is ever if there is ever an opposite to a morning person, my picture will be like glued to, <laughs> to the This place. is it. I yeah. It's I just really topic. want y'all to get into these 4 a.m. wake ups. 4 a.m. Jesus you, is not awake at that time of morning. What else is awake then? The Lord better be awake then. <laughs> he needs to be protecting me. I Girl. think this is nap time. He said, he <laughs> said, you know, he knows the past and the future. So he already knows what's going on. You know, it's a little cat nap. I think it's I fun. ain't about to fool with either one of you. Who ain't coming to the cookout? Uh, um, so maybe this is a popular or unpopular opinion. The first person I have on my list is Gail King. Hmm. So I understand she's Oprah's bestie. Um, and she has made quite a name for herself, like in journalism and in these interviews and such. Um, I do remember being rubbed the wrong way uh, when that whole thing when she was doing the interview when she talked about Kobe. And, and this was like recently after his passing, um, his tragic and traumatic passing. <laughs> And you're doing this interview asking these questions about his past allegations and, and all of that. Um, the researcher in me understands also, I think we are now in a society when people do things for the ratings and the rah-rah. And, and that was a part of that for me. Um, so she she caught my then, like not to give a little side eye. But when she gave Chick the platform, and I don't, I don't know her name. I knew it, and actually don't really care to know her name. But the young lady who assaulted the black young man because she felt he stole her phone, and it was proven later. Why would you even give her that type of access to the community who watches you? Like, why would you do that? Why would you give her that platform? And I don't understand it. I see you, Zayna. <laughs> y'all, y'all got to see Zayna raise her hand. <laughs> but to me, like that was, it was disrespectful. And honestly, for those who watched the interview, and it was like a part at the end where the young lady was like, okay, Gail, enough. Like, I felt like there's a party that's just like, oh, little girl, you don't talk to nobody like that. Like, that's your elder. But also, Gail, you deserve that because you went reaching and you you invited this into you. Like I, that don't, that don't sit well with me. And I think we need to stop doing things for the rah-rah and be about us. 
But yes, Miss April. Come on, rah, rah. <laughs> rah, rah. Okay, so my tidbit is, I don't know this for sure, but I do know that <clears throat> a lot of the the uh, front-facing people don't always have a full choice in what they deliver on. Gail is at a point in her career that maybe she has more autonomy over like the stories that she wants to cover, even if it is her show, even if it is whatever. Sometimes they, it's kind of like, this is what's going to sell. This is what's going to do. Like, you may not want to do this story, but this is going to give you the ratings. Now, granted, when I say choice, I use it very loosely because like there's always a choice. But as far as like maintaining the level that you are and the views and all this other stuff, sometimes it's like not a good choice. And, it, and think about it like this. If it wasn't Gail, then who would if it had been? All of that stuff would have gone to somebody else. Well, I, hope I know you don't care about black. that. Yeah, I hear you. But I think that's important to note though, Zaina. Yeah. You're right. Someone would have covered it. And I think she wanted to give people closure to that situation yeah. and also do her version of calling the young lady out I think she attempted to do so in her interview whether it was successful or not we can chop you know chop it up about that but I think right. she tried to give her some sort of like but girl what because <laughs> like honestly what what and you bringing it up I know it's not something we're going to talk about during our cookout conversations but I had someone tell me recently that if that happened to their son a male a man told me this that he would have dragged that girl for filth and asked me if I feel any kind of way about that uh what do y'all think like would you feel a way if if his father would have like physically reacted to that situation uh I... one who oh no go Zaina Todd please go ahead go ahead <laughs> I was going to say, I'm the one who has always said, like, my child can't play sports because the moment you hit him, I'm on the field and we going to do this. Because uh, <laughs> you're not. That's what we're not going to do. Bring your mama, your daddy, your cousin, your sister, all them. We're not doing that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think there are levels to it. Now, if he would have restrained her, if he would have blocked his son, I don't see anything wrong with that. But, like, taking out your frustration, that's still a woman. Um, and I have strong views about men beating on women and then hitting women um, because I do think that men can use maybe minimal strength <laughs> to uh, to restrain someone or to block someone. So I, I would have been okay with that. Mm. Now, if it was his mother, now drag her. <laughs> drag her. Drag her. That's funny. Okay. What about you, Zaina? I, I would have understood wholeheartedly but there's a lot of things that go, there's a lot more things that Black men and Black people have to think about when it comes to violence and protecting ourselves and anger than a lot of other folks. So it's more than just he was defending his kid. He's a guy. She's a woman. It's like, this is a Black man attacking, you know, you know, it's just like a whole thing that goes into it. So I definitely would have been disappointed if you put hands on her I would have understood mm-hmm. also I want to be clear that he still would have been wrong because she didn't put hands on him and there was no need to like defend herself uh, up before the point that he put his hands on his on the chat on the son at that point it's like okay we gonna have to <laughs> we gonna have to we like to do something we got to make some shake and I think it comes up to the point of what Ty was saying about um um doing what you need to do to like get that person off of you 
Mm-hmm. All this is really great to say, like, after the point or before the point, but when you're in the moment, I know a lot of these thoughts don't circulate. So Don't happen. Uh, Let's just react. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it was just a thought. When he brought it up to me, I, I was kind of at a pause. I was like, yeah, I don't think you're wrong for protecting yourself or your person ever. Mm-mm. I think, like Zayda said, as a Black person, especially a Black man against a woman, there is a lot to consider about protecting your person. Yeah. Um, and I also think there's a difference between protecting your person and beating somebody for filth. So that's kind of where I stand with that. But anyways, girl, who else ain't coming? Mom, so we know Gail ain't coming. Camp. Gail ain't coming. Um, okay. William Raymond Norwood Jr., Otherwise known as Ray J. Mm-hmm. We we listening. We trying to listening. figure out. First of all, Zayna looking like who the heck is William Norwood? We thinking, well, her daddy. Sorry. Who is William R? <laughs> she was like, who is? Wait a second, William. Is there a brother William. I don't know about? A daddy. William Raymond. <laughs> Ray J. Um, and so him and Princess. That relationship is. You know what? It works for them. I want to call it a lot of things, but whatever works for them. But so I've, I've, I've watched Love and Hip Hop, but I haven't watched it consistently. I seem to have missed the whole thing where he threw her into this pool. And then she ended up speaking back out and saying, oh, well, that was just my karma. See, no, sir, you not what? coming. Right. And so on the very most shallower levels, I used to hate it when I, in high school, because that's when I had a relaxer. I used to hate it when I would have a fresh relaxer, going to my little friend pool party, dudes want to play, pushing girls in the pool. See, you done messed up my hair. We ain't doing that. So on the very shallow level, we ain't playing these games at the cookout. Don't play with me. I don't like chlorine touching my body unless I choose it. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. I hear you. But even underneath all of that, like, the what intent. led to the pushing? I it seems like as if they had an argument. Okay. And yeah, and that was his reaction. Oh wow. And now so and, and we've heard the things like you know, Princess does her stuff too. Like they seem like they're a couple who go know at it. Nothing about this couple. Oh, oh. yeah, they're toxic, girl. Loving hip hop. Okay. I mean, it's loving hip hop. Okay. Ratings. But isn't a, a large part of loving hip hop scripted, like to the point where they're creating drama and like I have heard that, but with those two, I don't think they have to create much. Yikes. <laughs> Just I, me. Because okay. they both have some backgrounds. But um, mm. just with even all of that, it's just like, okay, so your intent, your anger. Like that, that, that is abusive behavior. To me, that is abusive behavior. That was your, that was your thing. And princess, we're going to have to, we're going to have to talk about that because baby, that's not what we call karma. Cause that should never I don't happen. think Zayna or I are going to miss Ray J's presence. <laughs> I don't I don't think that we need to qualify him not being but listen, I didn't, I didn't even know he was me down. I <laughs> didn't even know he was there. <laughs> I totally some fine. Ray J songs. I liked some of his little songs. We used to dance to some of them. They were cool. It's fine. Um, the only yeah, Ray J did. song I know is One Wish, and I think it is amazing. If I had one wish, you know, we can yeah. So, mm. Oh, mm. yeah. Only taste. First of all, one don't be wish. mad. 
Y'all just be mad that my vocals be hitting on 1,000. Girl, you do. You be hitting something. Yo, it no. I, don't ne- Ty, I don't never stop you. Don't say y'all. I don't Thank never you, Zay. Stop You're right, Zayla. Zayla's a true friend. Zayla supports. I'll let you, or I'll let Barbara's a true friend because I want you to put your best foot forward. <laughs> or we have two different ways of navigating friendship and that is okay. <laughs> That's Back to you, Bob. <laughs> and both are fine. You should go with this Bob. Who is Bob? Back to you, Bob. <laughs> I'm Bob. Um, but for, my, <laughs> for my last set, and I'm not going to give it much discussion. We just not right now. We're gonna leave it there because we're gonna talk about this at the cookout. I, I'm not. I was gonna give like a preface to it. Nah, I'm just gonna put it out there, and then we'll talk about it later. Uh, but for the cookout this week, all right. For this week, for sure, for sure. Maybe next week, because I'm going to still feel the same way. They can't come to these two cookouts. Um, Clifford Harris. And y'all know I was in love with this man. Um, Miss Pick, I'm sorry, Tiny. Um, Shekinah. Sabrina. And Keisha. Keisha can't come either. And Keisha, you know, uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms. Man, the mayor. <laughs> the mayor. <laughs> the mayor. Ooh, we gonna get into it. We gonna get into it. We gonna get into it. But this, I for sure, this cookout, the next cookout, maybe the next four, five cookouts. I'm gonna need y'all to not show up. We ain't gonna be there. Oh. We, we not doing it. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it though. We will unpack. We will unpack that. So let's go ahead then and get into these cookout conversations. Um, okay, so this week, y'all, we're gonna start a little bit light before we get heavy. I want us to start with uh, some relationship expectations. We have a few different scenarios that I want to garner y'all's perspectives on things that were uh, floating in the media before. So this Tiffany Haddish story with Common. For those who don't know, Tiffany Haddish and Common are a thing. Um, And I'm actually very pro Tiffany Haddish and Common. I think they're super cute. Uh, However, over the holidays, they both were going their separate ways to celebrate the holidays with their respective families. Tiffany felt some type of way that Common didn't offer the invite, even though she would have said no anyway. And so there was a lot of discussion around, should there be that kind of expectation within the first year of a relationship? Should we always give invites if we know the person is going to say no anyways? And what does that look like? So I just wanted to get y'all's perspective on that. What you think, Zayna? I love how Ty was like, go. And I knew she was pointing at me. <laughs> what typing. you think, Zayna? I... Is Tiffany wrong? Is she wrong? Let me make sure I got the facts right. Tiffany feels a way because her family or his family didn't invite them. That Common didn't offer. Just the fact that he didn't offer. She was never going to go regardless, but he didn't offer for her to go to Florida with him. Gotcha. Um, I think it depends on the relationship. If we're talking about in a committed relationship, that dynamic, it depends on the people. I know for me, a year with me is like five years. So like, I probably would feel a way <laughs> as well because we done went through a roller coaster. Like if you lasted 12 months, we we together, we're together, okay? But 12 months with somebody else might look a little different. So I think it depends on the two people. I also think it depends on what type of relationship, you know, what that dynamic looks like are y'all just dating and have y'all been dating for 12 months i know that there's a lot of conversation on the interwebs but like if that's what y'all have been doing 
regardless if it's been 12 months or 18, y'all are dating. And like dating means, you know, I just, I think there's so many ways to look at relationships these days. It's hard to gauge it without being the person that's in it. For me personally, um, I can't say one way or another if I would be upset about not getting the invite. Um, it just would have to depend on the person. Like maybe was he being secretive about it? Was he like purposely not bringing it up? And like, it was very weird or was it kind of one of those things where like, yeah, my family's doing this and this, whatever, ever. And did I decide to take that personally? It just, it just, I feel like there's a bunch of things that kind of go into that. I think people read that and automatically get upset without being intellectual people. I hear that. In this case, I think he was trying to be considerate. He knew that she wanted to spend time with her grandmother. And so his forethought was that, I mean, since I already know you want to spend time with your grandmother, there isn't a need for me to invite you with my family. However, she still wanted the invite anyway. Uh, Ty, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts? It's, and it's that part. And so for me, I would just wonder, like, this, what does the invite signify then? Does the invite signify that you're taking our relationship seriously? Does the invite signify that uh, you want me to meet your family? Which then, if he were to do it, kind of places her in a position of, well, I really want to see my grandma, but he wants me to meet his family. Like, when would this happen again? When would this opportunity occur again? Um, so I was thinking about it that way. But even with respect to the times, too, like, we're not really taking other people home with us right now. I mean, unless they submit to a COVID test. Um, which, I'm, <laughs> which I'm sure they both would have. You know, we're not really taking people home with us right now. Um, yeah, touche. But I do think, I do think that it's, it's something about, it's something about the invite. Now, I would say that it's a little toxic to want an invite to just say no, like what, what does it do for you to hear that? Um, what <laughs> <laughs> y'all say no, over here like, yes, I agree. But like, what does it do for you? And then what does that mean? Because also that tells me that in some forms, in some way, you don't feel validated in your relationship. Like if you just want the ability to have the power to turn it down. Okay, so in what ways do you not feel valid? What, what, days, what ways do you feel insecure in this relationship? What are you wondering about this relationship? Um, so okay, I think it's Dr. a lot there. <laughs> okay, Dr. I just think, I think it's a lot there to unpack. And I'm really curious, like when this came out, like, I, well, and I'm hoping she had this conversation with him before she decided to put it out into the media. But I want to know what the conversation was like between the two of them when this came out. Can I just say <laughs> that I just still think they're a very weird couple. I just, I think it's, Why? I think it's off-putting. Oh, he's so fine. I think it's off-putting. off-putting. I think it's off-putting because from what I have seen about Common, I think it's because of my perception of the two of them. And like in my mm-hmm. mind, it's hard to put the, the two of them together based on the perception and what I have seen media-wise from the two of them, it just seems like a very weird match. But I also realize that, like, I'm not in their lives, and I don't know them personally, so I don't, you know, I don't know what their relationship looks like. I, it just seems like Common is a like uh, a very calm, reserved person, like 
very like lighting incense and doing all this stuff. Now, mind you, I know he's been in the media for some 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 crazy stuff and for cheating on everybody. Back in the day. But he's he's cheated on everybody that I've ever known him to be with, truly and positively. So hear me when I say that like I'm not giving him an out or trying to like build him up to be whatever. I'm just saying he just seems like you know, he seems very earthy and very in touch with all, you know, whatever. And Tiffany had well, opposites attract. Right? Yeah, but those like, seem like thing. complete opposites. Those seem like people that you pass like in the grocery store. Opposite. Like, <laughs> hey, hey. And like, we're moving I on. I, I, it's hard for me to put them together. I would have never, ever matched them. Okay, so I have two questions. Yes. I'm asking myself. Okay. Go ahead. okay, first question. He cheated on Serena. He's cheated on everyone he's been with. Ooh, Serena, thank you for validating that. Yeah, because uh, everybody he, that I know, he's, he's cheated been on with. everybody. He's wow, everybody. with who? Like groupies or like with the next one? Like, I don't think it's ever been named people. Yeah. So I don't. I don't oh. know. But all of his relationships ended because of infidelity of some sort. Oh, okay. And can we just like as we are transitioning? You wrote a book about it. As we're transitioning to like our next topics and stuff, please know that we are saying this and just keep in mind that him being a man, even though he's a black man, him being a man, he still receives redemption every single time. Nobody, I've never heard anybody on a widespread platform say he was for the streets and that he was out here loose and like, what is he doing with his life? And you know, he's a hoe and all this other stuff. But mind you, Lori Harvey in her early 20s, I think she just turned 23, is dating as a 23-year-old should. And people have so much to say about it. To be fair, we know these double standards exist. They aren't fair. But we know that they exist. And also Common has done a lot of uh, work on himself. I mean, his book talks about it a lot. Wasn't he on the Red Table Talk? We did an interview with someone that I'm recollecting where he talked about his journey of like finding himself, dealing with these demons, fighting his flesh and becoming the man he is now. And um, how there was a point where he didn't want his daughters to ever date a man that looked like him and, and how he's working every day to be the kind of man he wants his daughter to be with. And so... I'm hoping that that changes for the long haul and that him and Tiffany are doing okay and happy. I do hear what you're saying, that they aren't the most typical couple you'd expect to see together. But I think that also makes could make their relationship more exciting. You know, it's not what he's used to or what she's used to. So I'm, hope, I'm hopeful that it is not toxic. I'm okay. here for it. Let freedom ring. It's time. Now, my second question, because Zaina said this is off-putting. So, like, I want to know on the scale of off-putting relationships relationships is this like Tyga Dana underage Kylie off-putting on on the one hand or is it closer to wait 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 or is it closer to finding out Wendy Williams had method man off-putting oh oh I feel like that's me to put those on two separate ends off we said Um, it was off-putting first I'll first say that Tiger dating underage Kylie was wrong. And I want to be clear with the people, not condoning it at all. Um, But their relationship as two people was not off-putting to me. It was only off-putting because of the age, because it was weird. It was like gross. And I didn't know. 
I didn't know that until after I had already stand them. I was like, oh, I love them. Now I was like, oh, oops, she's a child. I didn't know that. I didn't know. I didn't right. know. <laughs> but Wendy and Method Man, that makes me angry. Like, I feel that in my body. Because I'm here. I just feel like this is so problematic. But, like, I deserve that. <laughs> I deserve <laughs> I deserve to experience Method Man. Like, ma'am, I put out so much good into the world. Like, I deserve some type of recourse and I feel like it should come in the form of Method Man and mm. I deserve I mean she got him so I can't knock this but Method Man baby he I don't have that kind of conviction me. behind I don't have that kind of conviction behind Method Man it only takes one that man is so fine that man ages like, a like I mean I'm glad that he does it wine. for y'all is what I'm saying oh <gasps> He doesn't do it for me, and that's okay. That's one less person um, side. Don't worry about it. We, we like, that's, we don't worry like, about her. I think it just get his wife out the way. Now, had you said someone like Lance Gross or like Kofi or Kofi? okay, I'm here for him. Kofi, Kofi. girls trip. I'm here for that. Ooh. I'm here for that. Look, God, okay. it's me again. <laughs> <laughs> I know you hear me. I just, I, you know, the world is, is America the finale. Hear my prayer. Part two. <laughs> the finale part two. Part two. Okay, prayer. okay. So, so real quick, do you want Sierra's prayer or do you want Lori Harvey's finesse? Oh, that's hard. Why can't we have both? I'm picking Why? Sierra's prayer. I'm picking Sierra's prayer. Okay, okay. I'm picking Sierra's prayer as well, but I'm 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 standing Lori from from beside here my here. husband. From the sidelines. I'm here. Go ahead. Yeah, Live your I want I want Sierra's prayer because you know we want to build a life. We wanna we wanna get out these streets and by we I mean me, but we would like to get <laughs> out these me. streets. Okay. Welcome. I'm just happy future met his match. I'm happy about that. Yeah, that brings me joy on did. so many levels. He did. And I'm glad she got out of that without a child. Listen. Whew. So before we deep dive in that <laughs> arena, um, our next relationship scenario actually was posted on Facebook. Uh, so I'm going to read it very, very quickly. So slow this down, y'all, in case it's like too fast. So a young man got engaged to his girlfriend three months ago. They were planning a wedding. Now uh, I'm going to read it from his perspective. Now we know how many of our friends we can invite and we have started making our initial list. One of my close friends is right now in a relationship with a woman that I dated for two years. I lives were going in different directions. I wanted to have kids and she didn't. So they determined that they needed to break up. It was amicable. They're still on good terms, but he doesn't really talk to her that much unless it's through his friend who's currently dating said young lady. Uh, so he was inviting the friend to the wedding. Obviously, there's no doubt about that. Uh, he had no reason to not give his friend a plus one. And obviously that friend is going to want to bring said girlfriend. So when he talks to his fiance about that, she did not want the girl at the wedding. At first, uh, he tried to be accommodating. He explained the situation to his friend that uh, he wouldn't feel comfortable going without her as he would feel bad. Um, and that he really, and that the guy who is getting engaged or is about to get married, he really wanted that friend to attend. Uh, but the fiance said that again, old girl can't come through. She said she doesn't want some woman that I used to fuck there at her wedding i told her that if she was feeling jealous that she won like literally she won the shitty prize that is to marry me and all i want is for my friend to be there 
We argued back and forth about this. Eventually, she, in a very accusing way, asked why I wanted her at our wedding so bad. And I told her that I already explained that it's not about her. It's about my friend. And she obviously is not listening. So they're at this impasse. She moved on or, or, and they moved on. She's still mad at him about it and he's still upset with her. And so what are you all's thoughts? Like, is he wrong for wanting to give his close friend a plus one, knowing that that plus one is someone he used to date, despite the fact that there's nothing going on between them? What do you think? I see, I think we're asking the wrong questions here. Okay. I think we're asking what, the wrong questions. Question, what questions should be Sis framed her response wrong to put her up on some game. Um, okay. So first, mm-hmm. We need to try to figure out why he's not acknowledging the complexity that there is between his friend dating his ex and his ex being in there. Like if she does not, if he does not understand where his fiance's frustration is coming from, that's an issue. Okay. Also, as somebody who has planned a wedding, everybody at your wedding don't need a plus one. That's true. But this is one of his closest friends. This is his close friend now. Now, I'm just going to say, when I was going through the knot, wedding wire, all that, and that little diagram they take you through on, does this person get a plus one or no? Are you close with this person? Has this person been dating this person for years in a committed racial relationship? So are we talking about marriage and such? Now, you can't be that person who lets whatever Renee, Tom, Dick, Harry, and Michelle, your friends are dating at the moment, come to your wedding. Or you can put the the guidelines in place, which is how she should have responded. Put the guidelines in place that I don't think that their relationship is significant enough for it to warrant him having a plus one. Also, his friend is trash for saying, oh, well, I don't know if I would come because she'd feel bad. Because if she cannot understand why she may not be wanted at that wedding, sis got a problem too. Like there's okay. too much intertwining okay. I here. I hear you, Ty. For them I hear to not you, understand. And, but I at the at the end of it, I do not think that, and I'm biased. Y'all know I'm biased. I'm married. I'm biased. Um, I do not think that the fiance is wrong for for being mad about him going through all this. Um, and I think his frustration is at the wrong person, but also. Which hill are they going to die on? Is this going to be the hill that she dies on or is this going to be the hill that he dies on? I hear you. I actually feel opposite. But before I give my perspective, I want to get Zaina's feedback. Zaina, what are your thoughts? I have so many thoughts. I have so many thoughts. My first thought is shout out to Ty for the maturity. Okay. Barbara and I know Ty personally, right? Y'all do not. (laughs) But shout out to Ty for the maturity because, you know, um my these are two of my closest friends and we have you know had a lot of conversations in the group text had a lot of group facetimes you know we talking when your friend gets married if that's your friend you know as a friend especially if you're in the wedding but as a friend in general it's your job to help that friend keep their marriage together keep their relationship keep their happiness get their perspective all those wonderful things and so as people, sometimes, you know, you need those people to say like, okay, like this, here's another way to think about it. Like, I'm trying to help you keep your husband. I'm trying to keep, I'm trying to help your husband keep his wife. Like we trying to do these things or partner, whatever that looks like for you. I'm happy for it. Right. So shout out to Ty for the maturity because my sis has grown and I love it. I love it. I stand. It just needed a moment. to. <laughs> I just needed a moment to share that publicly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. 
Um, the second thing is, I agree with Ty, there's too much intertwined, there's too much messiness. I've learned from my friend Ty, like when, when you're planning a wedding and there's a lot of different things happening, there's two families coming together, you have your friends, you know, people always talk about when two friend groups come together and like watching that happen and, you know, all these different things. It's just so interesting. And I think it goes to the point of a lot of people go to weddings because it's it's like a celebration to them, but it's more uh, selfish. Like it's a party. It's a good time. So you're just going to have a good time. And I think the perspective of it is these are two people who maybe have dreamed about their wedding since they were kids, or even if they haven't, if this is their wedding and they want it to look the way that they want it to look. Hopefully you're only doing it once. And so I think that as a guest, and as someone who has been invited into the party, you need to keep that perspective that this is not about me. This is about my friend, right? Like, I think that you need to balance those things out. Um, I go back to the intertwinedness. Like, why is it so messy? Why are things so messy? What was the reason? Well, and so like, this why is it necessary? This is where my perspective will differ from both of you, because I don't think that this is messy. I actually am not of the school of thought that people can't split amicably remain friends in ways that are cordial and platonic i have platonic male friends and platonic male friendships and i think all of that is possible i think if i was comfortable with my closest friend dating my ex-girlfriend that to me says that there is nothing going on between me and said uh ex-girlfriend so i don't i don't think my issue with this scenario is it feels more like she's coming from a place of jealousy so i'm gonna echo ty's commentary a bit in that the way she phrased it to him to me is problematic because if you trust your husband if you trust that the relationship you're entering and the partnership you're entering with him is solid and on good foundation then it doesn't matter who's coming to the wedding that's just number one right point blank period it should not matter also if this person means a lot to your potential husband or your future husband like his best friend or how his close friend means a lot to him and he knows that not inviting his girlfriend of the last two years might be a problem I don't think that that's a hard thing to accommodate unless I have a concern with whatever relationship they had and I know it doesn't state that they've been dating for two years it says that he broke up with her two years ago but we don't know how long they've been dating it doesn't say that however long they've been dating I don't think is relevant to me at my wedding, it would not be relevant. So if, for example, <laughs> I'm gonna use this uh, example generally, but I have male friends that I've dated and they've become good friends of mine now. And I would want them to be present at my wedding. And I would feel some type of way if my husband was like, oh nah, like he can't come, why? Like for, for what purpose? Like I, I'm trying to understand the connection between this healthy partnership we're forming full of trust built on this foundation of integrity. And then the people who matter to me aren't allowed to be involved. I don't agree with that rhetoric. For what? Am I jealous? Am I insecure? Am I unsure or unstable? Like what's the logic between her not being, like why? You saying, I don't want somebody you used to fuck at our wedding. Like, come on, sis, you won. You're marrying him. What else we got to talk about here? It's a maturity thing. I think that you have a level of maturity that a lot of people don't have. And I think that's just the truth. I think that society and relationships have told us like when you have an ex, that that's an ex. And that means like your ex out of the box. Yeah, like, like, they're part of the past. Are no longer a thing, right? And I'm not saying that that's right, but I know that a lot of people have that perspective and that's the way that they look at relationships. I think it goes back to who are you with? You have to know your partner. You have to know 
you know, what their things are. And I, I want to say that by the time you get to the wedding, these are conversations that should have been had. And you should you should be able to get not necessarily gauge that because I don't think you should be a mind reader. But I think that this, this is something that should be navigated. I think for me, the context would matter. Um, the situation, you know, we don't know what are the interactions that the, the fiance who's going to be the wife has had with this young lady like we don't know if there's been other like Super Bowl games or a parties or you know other interactions that have maybe made her feel like I don't want this person at my wedding because that's gonna mess up my chi and like I'm not gonna prioritize my chi for this guest I, I don't know this is a part this is a part of the wedding planning part like that I'm like super nervous about because I just I, I'm just, I just, yeah, yeah I think it's, it's I think rough. It's, it's, it's complex. I think it's it rough. rough. Ty brought up a good point that I think we can wrap this particular story up on, which is, is this the hill you or your husband are willing to die on? And I think that's something I want yeah. all of my engaged folks to think about as they enter the wedding planning process. But there are some arguments today. that just truly aren't worth it, um, whether it be sister-in-laws being included on lists or like whether it be female friends that you don't think matter enough to be on your or side. Or male. Or male. <laughs> because here's the perspective. I'll make it really quick. We're talking about it from the female perspective of like, I don't feel comfortable with this, with him bringing his girlfriend because of X, Y, and Z. But this happens a lot of times from the other perspective, right? The same way you just said, like, I have these male friends that we once dated, but now we're cool and we're legitimately friends. But the male ego is fragile. And it's like, well, what you want to bring him for? Like, what, exactly. like, are you trying to tell me something? Like, what you, you know, why would I want this dude in here that you have had sex with? Because you know how men are. They feel like that they, you know, they own you and they have ownership over you and they just have you forever. There's a lot mm-hmm. of men who think uh-huh. that way. And so it's kind of like, it's kind of like, why would you want to invite him? Is it something you want to say? Then he gets to talk to his boys and now... Now you know what. Now we at Applebee's. Now we drinking. Okay. What's first good? of all, we you know how my you know how my anxiety. We're not gonna be at Applebee's. We ain't gonna be at Applebee's. We at TCI at Fridays or like cheesecake. Y'all worried about the wrong thing. You worried about the wrong thing. Okay. The point is, why we out to eat and not at the wedding? Shaking it like a doll. She could have like, said Waffle House. No, because if I'm involved, we're gonna be somewhere with liquor. Let's be real. Okay. Y'all are childish people. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about where we finna go eat, eat, where, eat wherever you finna eat. The point is, we ain't no longer planning no wedding. and we out here doing other things because, you know, so I think it goes both ways. I just have to mention that because men's ego, their pride is very fragile. And I, I love when that. they be like, you need to grow some balls. No, you need to grow a vagina. Oh, mm-hmm, how about mm-hmm. that? Speaking how of, about that? that's actually a very good segue to the next topic I have. A good friend of mine, uh, we were talking recently about her marriage. She recently got married uh, and her perspective on her husband. And she told me um, that she knows for a fact her husband has slept with another woman at least once or twice and it doesn't bother her and <laughs> I wanted to unpack that with her because I was like sis wait what so anyways I got her permission before uh, bringing this up so just so y'all know anyways she told me that she shifted her mindset into a more polyamorous mindset she thinks it's unrealistic with all the temptation that's out there uh, from influence of alcohol the nostalgia of ego tripping and young beautiful women that frolic over your husband for him to not 
react to that, that her husband is human and he's not heartless. I really want to read this quote because I thought this was uh, funny, particularly funny. She said, uh, they have a very strict rule. I told him just like this, have your fun, but don't let your fun have you. Don't have it calling my house, calling your phone, calling my phone, showing up at my doorstep or either of our jobs, knowing a mother effing thing about our kids, your job or our money, the type of work you do, your secrets and fantasies, and don't have it pissing on those sticks. Leave your fun where the F you found it. And if your fun makes it makes its way back to my home in any way, none of this shit will be fun for you. And I was just so taken aback by her approach to marriage. What are you all's thoughts about that? Like the idea of knowing the potential of infidelity to happen, being comfortable with it as long as it's done in what you deem to be a respectful way. Is there a respectful way for things like this to occur? Uh, I'll start with Zayna just because we know Ty is married. So she she might, you know, be a I little- I got lots of thoughts and we already know. Please hold, please hold on time because we already know. For me, okay, so this <laughs> here's my stance. I can understand it. I appreciate them again for the maturity, for her being able to say, like, hey, and it doesn't from the way you framed it, it doesn't sound like that she's settled or that she just accepted. I think no, no, she he's truly reframed her mind. Yeah. I think she truly reframed her mind. And I think that that is admirable and I think that's amazing that she wanted to grow in that way and she wanted to stretch herself in that way in order to preserve and keep the relationship that she obviously values, right? For Zayna, right? Mm-hmm. For Zayna, I... <laughs> what? You know what I'm saying? I believe I believe in blowing up spots. Period. I'm not about it. I Period. A monogamous relationship with two people and that's the type of relationship that I want to engage in. So it's best for me to find someone do you who identify wants to engage. This, do you identify this as not monogamous? Because that was a question I asked her and she still considers um, herself to be in a monogamous relationship. Again, perspective. Perspective. If that's her perspective and that's the way she looks at a monogamous, monogamous relationship, baby, more power to you. And I'm, I'm truly not judging because I believe people should do what makes them happy. There are two, they are two consenting adults And if that's the type of relationship that they want to lead, by all means, I think it's fascinating. I think it's good for them as as long as both of them agree to it and they're fine with it. Go forth and conquer and let freedom ring, okay? Girl. I know I've been saying let freedom ring and it's just like, it's going to be a thing, like fetch. It's going to be a thing. Okay, so I cannot do that. I'm not built that way. And as much as I want to stretch and 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 be open that's one thing that's like one of my non-negotiables like I know who I am I know how I am and like I got a lot of left eye in me and like I I don't want to go to jail I don't just I don't that's not a place I belong but if you try me then I may end up there and I don't if you love me you wouldn't do me that way okay so try if you want to got you absolutely and that's where I risk my case (laughs) y'all Ty Okay, we me and Zayn, I kind of know what you're gonna say, but we gonna we gonna let you say it anyway. So what you what you think, Ty? I surprise y'all. <laughs> y'all don't know. I might surprise y'all. Like Zayna said, I've grown. I have maturity now. In some ways, <laughs> we mature. Like, listen, listen. Okay, I'm here. Okay, um, but go ahead and say because we know what you're gonna say. <laughs> like I was like, I don't know who she's trying to fool. It ain't me. Actually, so this is the issue that I've had. And this is also because this has come up with one of my clients um, at work. 
when we start talking polyamorous relationships, I think people need to educate themselves. I, I think that's the, that's the part that bothers me, the diction here, because when we start talking polyamory, monogamy is not a thing. It's just, it, they do not go mm. hand in hand. They um, cannot coexist. They do, they do not. Um, and okay. And, and, but I think this of true polyamorous relationships where one person is not being taken advantage of or emotionally manipulated because in hearing this situation, I don't, in hearing this, this situation, I'm saddened because this is someone who, from my perspective, has essentially settled into accepting that the person she married will not be able to devote his time, let me not say this out, will not just be able to focus on her and is willing to have others into the relationship. I do not have an issue with polyamorous relationships at all. Um, it's not for me, but that's also like that, those are conversations we had before I got married, right? I wanted to enter into a monogamous marriage, um, even in my dating relationships, monogamous, right? Um, I am curious about what would happen if she were to do the same things. Like, so if she was with someone else, but just based on just having this part of the conversation, it just feels like there's a settling that's taken place. Um, and like reading it, I felt like I'm just going to do this because it's not going to be anything else, but I'm not going to give up the person I'm with either. I can definitely see how you gathered that. For me, knowing her, okay, I think that she's a lot more confident in her relationship and her marriage. I think that they have, now I'm no clinical marriage and they're, you know, marriage, family therapy, y'all know what I'm trying to say. But I think that they have what appears to be a healthy marriage and she's happy. She's found her happiness and she's found her peace. And a part of her maintaining her happiness and peace is not stressing over the twice a year he goes out of town and might fall into some pussy you know and I'm I'm not saying he is or he isn't or he does that every time maybe he hasn't done that I think for her sake she doesn't think that that type of infidelity is enough to un up, upheave a marriage and we've heard Jada and Will allude to concepts that are similar to that right like we are a partnership this is for a lifetime baby and we ain't getting out of this so if it means that you stumble sometimes or I stumble sometimes we're gonna find our way back to each other I think that's what I heard okay what she was trying to communicate okay. not that okay. I'm encouraging him to go do whatever and come back to me but if it happens that won't be the thing that tears us apart okay and and, and for that if it works oh. for their marriage that's it and Zayna is still like or for Tymir and see I said try Jesus I said I want you to try me, try me. because I've been itching to let this go listen my other piece you know because I'm always I'm always a both perspectives type of person so let me flip it for me in my relationship because I want a monogamous committed relationship I'm gonna be tempted too you don't think I want to oh you don't think I want to follow number eight that's the inside that's the inside Ooh, listen number eight that's group that's group text conversation yeah, but you don't think I want to follow number eight <laughs> and you don't think I'll be tempted to follow number eight as Ooh. much as I love you as much as I'm committed to you you know you don't think I want to see what see what test the water like come on so I feel like because I asked that of you I'm asking that of myself like we are this is both gonna this is a this is both gonna be a struggle now I do want to be in a relationship that 
is very open. Meaning if you are tempted, I want to be close enough and friends enough where you can say, Hey, it's this girl at work. Like, you know, I've been, I've been feeling feelings and I've been, you know, we've been, you know, it's kind of like, I think I have a work wife. Like, I think that's the thing. I want to be able to have an open enough conversation. I mean, open enough relationship to talk about those things. I don't want those things to be secret because I I think a, a true relationship in my mind and what I want to be involved in is based in friendship. So I want you to be able to come home and tell me those things and let's talk about those things. Because if you come and tell me that I, I know you're not trying to hide it. I know you're not trying to, you know, skate around it or whatever. And the same thing goes for me. But it takes a very special woman and it takes a very special man to be able to come home to your wife, your committed girlfriend, your committed boyfriend, your committed partner and say something like that. And that's the type of relationship that I want to be in. I hear that. I agree with you all actually wholeheartedly. As for me in my house, uh, it's not going down like that, y'all. Uh, but that's for me, for me, you see what I'm saying. And I I told her that I commended her perspective and I, I was actually very impressed by it because I think it's um, a very difficult thing to come to terms with for someone who wants to practice monogamy that monogamy might not always be what occurs in a marriage. And we know that based off of divorce rates and the things that we see take place. And so, yeah, I just thought that we would bring that up and I wanted to kind of garner you all's thoughts. Um, that's the last scenario I have for y'all based off of relationships. But I do want to talk very briefly about this permit that got approved. This actually happened back in December, y'all. Uh, it was in uh, Murdoch, Minnesota, I believe. The name of the church is called Asatru. Asatru? Asatru? Who knows? Uh, Folk Assembly. Uh, it was uh, The permit was approved for a whites-only church in this small Minnesota town. And people are kind of, you know, talking about it. They're trying to figure out, is this okay? Should this have been allowed? Is this considered discriminatory? Um, as a church that, you know, most churches end up with tax breaks and tax relief. Is that something that should be allowed, knowing what we all think about um, equality and equity in this country? So what are you all's thoughts? What are you all's thoughts about there being a whites-only church? Um, is it wrong? Zane, you read the article? Have you read the article about this church? No, I haven't read the full article. Um, where is it? Are you talking about where they talk about them honoring God? It's no girl, not even that. It's the that is for people of what is it strictly European oh, bloodlines. Yeah. For me, I want y'all to go ahead and get y'all DNA checked and tell me what y'all are. Yeah, please do. Let's do that. Um. Yeah. Also, yeah, you said like you said very willow, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. But also, as the, I love the way they characterize this as a pagan mm -hmm. religion. Um, in reading this, uh, I do understand the, the the town standpoint, right? The legality pieces of it and how it can go. Um, when we talk about, and this is something I'm, I'm very curious about, when we talk about tax breaks and stuff. So working at a university, and I think Barbara, you you've been an advisor for student orgs. You've been in, so you know. While student organizations can be for a group, okay. So for example, your BGLOs, right? What's BGLO? Oh, I'm sorry, your Black uh, Greek letter organizations, um, especially those on. I would not. I would say the specific for school campuses. 
um, because I, I don't know if grad chapter functions differently. But as long as that organization is receiving any type of funding from the institution, isn't it that while your organization may be mainly for someone, like you still have to be equitable in who you let in? That is correct. We cannot deny someone membership based off of race, ethnicity, or nationality. That is correct. Okay. Okay. So when it comes to churches and the funding that churches release, so the, the building and all of that stuff, are there not things in place for that? I think that is what the conversation is about. Their permit was legally obtained. Um, the issue with religion is that religious practices are protected. And so because religious practices are protected, they're saying that a part of their religion is honoring the God that honored their pure blood. Uh, but that's not what I, they are. Well, that's a bit. We, we know that, right? We, the people with intellect. However, comma, it makes it confusing. You know, there are some constitutional law professors that are talking about whether or not this can be allowed. And I think there's just a lot of gray area that needs to get parsed out. If they are going to be completely funded by community, meaning they're not going to be taking any type of government breaks, then they technically can do whatever they want. Similar to how we could do whatever we want if we formed like a Blacks only, I don't know, whatever. Um, but if they're going to receive any tax benefit from this church, then there are rules they have to follow. Um, and so we'll see how long this lasts. It was yeah. a temporary yeah. permit. Their church hasn't fully settled. So we don't know if this church is going to actually take root in Minnesota. But we know they're part of a larger branch out of Brownsville, California. Uh, so... So yeah, this, this ignorance is not isolated to the Midwest. Okay. Uh, Ty, I mean, uh, Zaina, did you have any other thoughts? I, what I will say is I think that this is a reaction to the time that we're living in. Um, I think this is a, re a reaction to Black Lives Matter and not even necessarily the, um, the, the official movement, I just think the, the uprising of Black and Brown people um, fighting back, using the system in a way that has been used against us for a very long time against the people who are oppressing uh, marginalized identities. That's what I think. So I think it's kind of like, well, they can have Black this and Black that. How come we can't have white this? without using any context of saying the reason why we have Black things is because there were white this and white that only um type of situations and so i just i think it's a reaction and not something that's organic um and i use organic very loosely i it, i recently listened to a podcast that was talking about when uh race was first introduced into north america and i, I don't know if i shared it with y'all or not but um it was just talking about how there was one, um, I think he was East Indian, if I'm not mistaken, but there was only one researcher at the time who had migrated from his homeland to uh, North America, um, was a researcher, a professor, and everyone around him was like, yeah, like it's scientifically proven that white people of this lineage and, and this um, blood makeup is, is naturally superior because of X, Y, Z or whatever. So when I think about it in that perspective, it's like all of this was completely introduced. This was not a thing always and always. This was a researched 
thing of racism that was introduced. So when I see stuff like this, I'm just like, it's 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 carbon copy of what that time looks like. It's a reaction. Like it 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 truly is a reaction. I've seen so many times it's like, why can they why they have black this or black that? Or if this was a white church or this was a white only whatever, it would be a huge problem. Yeah, it would be because sir, like I don't know how else to explain that. I just feel like I, I feel like I I'm running out of words because I feel like this is just so <laughs> Dumb. I feel like it's dumb. Like, well, we really ain't got much else. Yeah, you're, you're it. Yeah, yeah. Here we are. Yeah, I mean, hi, hello. I'm sure we all feel pretty, pretty similar to that. So we'll just go ahead and move Let's on. Let's say it all together. Let freedom ring, <laughs> girl. If you don't go on with your, it only takes one. Okay, goodbye. So next up, <laughs> next up, y'all is Ti. Okay. So if Ooh, my God today, I know, I know. Um, I'm sure you all have heard by now. If not, we're introducing this to you. Clifford Harris, as Ty loves to call him, uh, T.I. as I call him, is in the news, him and Tiny Harris, for a potential or an, an alleged sex trafficking um, that they've been doing between Atlanta and Los Angeles. There has been a lot of talk about it. Um, a woman named Sabrina Peters. Is Peters her last name? She, I think it's Peterson. 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 I think it's Peterson. Okay, Sabrina Peterson. She came forward to discuss um, the gun that she was held at gunpoint by T.I. And that just kind of spiraled into a lot of other things that came out from that, which are women going to her in confidence or even other platforms to say that they had similar experiences of initially agreeing to have a sexual encounter with T.I. and his wife, um, agreeing to be paid for said encounter, but things going down during that encounter that they did not agree to or consent to, them being forced to take drugs, um, at times being drugged and other people having sex with them without their consent. And so there's been a lot that has kind of come out. One of his friends, her name is Shekinah. I don't know wh what her last name is. Do no one knows. Know? It doesn't matter. And he doesn't even okay. really like her for real. But <laughs> Well, Shekinah, she went her, live. Um, I think like on the social media world, she goes by Shekinah Joe. So okay. that's just like her full, I will say stage name. Okay, cool. So Shekinah Joe, she then went live to, I guess from her vantage point, defend Ty, T.I., I said Ty, who Lord, T.I. and Tiny um, by saying that all of the things that she was aware of was consensual, that Sabrina is one of the people who was involved in the recruitment of said women. Uh, she also was involved in a sexual relationship with both T.I. and Tiny and that she fell in love with Tiny. And she thinks that all of this is reactive to the fact that she can't be with Tiny. And there's been a lot of pushback from that too, because it just kind of felt like she was confirming low-key the allegations that were put out there. So I wanted to garner you all's initial opinions about that. And then we'll kind of get into the Atlanta mayor portion of the story a bit later. I'm still on the mayor. Oh my God, I can't wait to get to that because I don't even I don't even know how Miss Mrs. Bottoms gets into it. But um I, okay. So first things first, I feel maybe this is kind of problematic. It's not that I don't believe the people who have come forward, because I do believe in believing victims. I do believe in believing people in their story firsthand, because it's not unheard of, and it's, it's not untrue, and it happens all the time. 
I don't know what is going on in my mind, but I feel like T.I. is such an easy target to pin something like this on. I feel like T.I. and Tiny, more him than her, but I think this is just so easy to pin pin on him that something in my mind is not making me easily be like, yes. Like when I heard about R. Kelly, I don't know if it was because I had heard so many like stories or because it had been such a rumor for so long that I was just indoctrinated into it. And it was like a, not a second thought, but I was like, yes, yes. There's nothing in my mind that tells me like these things didn't happen because here we are. And the documentary only brought it more home. But for this situation, I just, I, I don't know what it is in my mind, but it's, it's I'm, I'm struggling with it. I'm struggling with that. it. I hear that. Um, I want to add, just because you said you were struggling with it. I know, I yes. don't know if you saw recently as of, early this morning she completed a lie detector test for the state from the state and posted the results she recorded herself while doing it and posted the official results um and the likelihood of her telling a lie about any of the things that she said very very slim to none and so does that change your perspective has it added to taken away from what are your thoughts around that i i'm still the same i just think it's I think it's very strange, but I will say that I'm I'm interested in following this story more and getting more information. I'm not the person that these young women need to convince. So like what I say doesn't even matter. I just, I, I just, I don't know. I'm more concerned with why I'm struggling with believing it than, you know, anything else, because I think that that's, I, I just think that's strange within me. I will say that I, what was the reason? Like, there's plenty. We just had a conversation about couples who want to invite other people into their bedroom, other people into their space. So, like, there's a way to do that that's very legal. Like, you, why did you need to, to drug people or or do all this other stuff with like, We you had the answer easily, to that. <laughs> you, you easily could have just invited somebody into your bedroom and that could have been y'all's thing and that's fine. Like, go public or not with it. Like, that's your business there's plenty of couples that do that I just I hate it for these women I hated that they had this experience especially with somebody who's such a big name and somebody who has taken a stance on social justice and, and protecting black women I know at one point because I watched the um, T.I. and Tiny like family hustle show it now has um, Monica on it it now has uh, Latoya Luckett and I know that Candy has some like guest star roles in it and there's somebody else who's on the show um, that I'm not remembering, but I know, oh, um, Toya, um, uh, um, Lil Wayne's ex-wife is on the show. And so I know at one point they all participated in a sex trafficking um, commercial. And I think that it was initially T.I.'s idea, but they cut that off or they turned him down for it and said, the women need to take the forefront of this because you are a man, because you, because of what that will look like. And so I just, I guess it's all of these things that are coming up in my mind. It's like, uh, we can't, it's, our Kelly did the same thing. It's like, I, it's so obvious that it's like, I can't believe it. It can't be true. I hate that for this young women, seriously. I hear, I hear you. And I just, before we get Ty's perspective, I think it's difficult, especially because T.I. is kind of like our generation in a sense. I mean, he's still a bit older yeah. than, than us, but, but in a sense, we grew up with him in his career. And so R. Kelly was before us. And I agree with you that there was a lot of 
indoctrination is a strong word, but you, you, there was a lot of prefacing that occurred while you were young enough before you were able to come to your own opinion that it, it wasn't difficult for you to go to one side or the other side of that. And I think that that's something that might happen for Gen Z, maybe with this situation 10 years from now. But for us, it's, kind of like how our parents found it hard to believe that R. Kelly was guilty, right? And, and I'm not saying that T.I. is or isn't guilty because I'm not God, I'm not judge or jury. But I think that with the amount of people who've come forward, plus her her lie detector test and a close friend of his trying to defend him, but then also confirming that these things kind of low-key occurred, it's not looking good. I'm just going to say that. Ty, what are your thoughts uh, so far? with what you know. Um, similar to Zaina, I am conflicted on a couple of levels. Um, he, oh. So what goes on for me is that, that idea of trying to think within the lines of innocent until proven guilty, but damn, there's a lot of women who are coming up and telling some similar stories. Um, and so there's that. But also there's this piece for me where, and I don't, I, I do not want to victim blame. But one of the things that I've been wondering, because it's not a secret about the life that they live and inviting women in, this has come up before, is are people into this and did it take a wrong turn? And so with Shekinah coming out and saying, or she was one, uh, that Sabrina was one of the ones and all this, it adds more clarity and validity to, okay, T.I. and Tiny may regularly or whatever invite other women into their bedroom and such. Um, now, as a felon, I don't think he's supposed to be around those types of drugs. Um, I also think those drugs are illegal. So that adds a layer to it. But I'm also wondering, is it like, is this the party life, right? So you come in, there's this whole, I guess I'm wondering, is this like, if you, if y'all don't, I'm in Georgia, y'all. So if y'all don't know what trapeze is, trapeze is a lifestyle club in which you can come in. And if you are a part of the lifestyle, take part, enjoy. Uh, and so I'm wondering if this is just like a trapeze where drugs are present and people take drugs as they want and such. Now with the gun charges and such, I'm do wondering, I, I with the with the gun stuff, I'm wondering what happened there. Because we hear all the time that lie, de lie detector tests are only so reliable, there are ways to cheat the system, whatever. But also, I mean court systems eh, still hold not the average. Person. That's what I'm about to say, but court systems yeah. still hold stock in this when it comes to the average person. So it has to be yeah. so something happened. Unless you're a trained pathological liar, to have no inflections on a lie detector is not as easy as movies make it seem. Just think about when you're talking to friends, like the little things you do that give give things away, like the touching of your face, the moving of your hair, the twisting of your hair, all of that would give inflections when you're taking a lie detector test. So it's not as easy as you think to beat it. I agree with you though, Ty, there is a lot more to the story when it comes to the gun and the gun being drawn and when that comes out, I didn't watch her full live when she told told the whole story. So I don't know all of those details. I wanted to speak to your point about party life. I think this story is a bit more unique than, I hate to say that because dang, we're talking about like assault here, but a bit different than the R. Kelly and Bill Cosby scenarios. 
these women willingly, right? And they've admitted to this. There, there, there is no one so far that has come forward that said they did not willingly want to With have sex and tiny. in exchange and for money for TI and Tiny. And I think that's an important thing for us to also state that no one is saying that they were raped against their will. What they're saying is they were forced to take drugs that they didn't need to take because they were already willing to do said acts. And after said drugs were taken, things went down that they did not consent to. So it's that whatever occurred what went past whatever their understanding of the consent was. And there was no remorse for that. There was no recourse for that. And they were treated like trash, paid, and left to figure out the consequences. There are also stories of women that have now uncurable STIs, and they claim it's as a result of their interaction with TI because he refused to wear protection in these situations. And they're saying that he knows he has an uncurable STI. So, so if all of that is true, if one, he is knowingly sleeping with women and he does have an STI, that's a whole other conversation we have to be having. Two, if he's forcing people to take drugs so that they can go past limits that they are comfortable with, that is assault. And I, I think it's going to be difficult because these women are starting from the position of I consented to sex. Just think about it when it came to Bill Cosby and how people dragged half of those victims because some of them already had a sexual relationship with Bill Cosby. And what they said is, yeah, in the past, I consented to sex, but when he drugged me, I did not, right? People have a hard time kind of parsing out how sex work doesn't like give people the free reign to assault you or do whatever to you just because you're down to like have sex. There are still limits. And I don't know what that conversation looks like. I think we should be encouraging people to talk about that because we don't talk about that enough. Agreeing to sex doesn't mean I agree to everything that goes down. And, and it sounds like that is what the conversation is. I agree to sex I didn't agree to such and such coming and joining. I agreed to sex. I didn't agree to using these toys or putting these objects in my private parts, right? That's the dialogue that's happening. And I don't think that that is very far-fetched to believe. So here's another curveball. Um, her children have been around T.I. post when she said all of these things have taken place. This is my question for you all because I barely can wrap my mind around the initial claim. I, me stretching that far, I'm like, uh, the gun claim or why? which the all the the all the claims, okay. all okay. the claims. But like, also, her children were around him, someone that she is accused of abusing her and knowingly abusing other people. I'm well, maybe I'm putting words in her mouth. I don't know if she knew about other the others when she was going through her situation with him and post that. I don't know if that came up once she went public, but what do we think about that? Her children were around him. They seemed to enjoy him. He seemed to enjoy them. Um, I am of the school of thought of, I think similar to Barbara, because I think we had a, a previous conversation about this, but what do y'all think about that? People, Tiny was like, okay, you know, all these things happen. Why would you have your children around him? If you, I think you know, that what does is- that look like? I think it's low hanging fruit. I think that abuse is complex and I wish it wasn't. I wish it was as simple as you abused me. I no longer want to be around you. So I walk away. Like then it really wouldn't be abuse guys. Like it's not that simple and without giving like personal experience but it's not that easy to walk away from something you've been indoctrinated into. And if there has been this culture of 
I want to call it a sex ring or sex trafficking, or if her life and his life became intertwined in this way, or if he became whatever he became to her kids, Mm -hmm. it's not Mm -hmm. that simple. And I hate that people are, are using that point to discredit what the other 35 women are coming forward and saying. 35, three, five. 35 as of last night and there were more this morning so I haven't read all the new accounts oh my gosh um yes for the kids situation I'm sitting here thinking like you know as a person who has been sexually abused more than once um it's one of the for me it was a thing of like one of my traumatic type of um healing mechanisms is forgetting and moving on and pretending like nothing happened. And I know that that's very common for other people. So it's one of those things where I did have to be around my abuser. I did have to engage and act like everything was okay. And it was fine and smile and, you know, all those other things like that. So I think that, like you said, it is complicated. And I think that the healing process that takes place after someone has violated you is very complex. Um, and it's not a linear experience for sure, echoing everything you just said. Yeah. Ty, what what about you? What are your thoughts? Um, I think I have a lot circulating in my head right now. Um, because this is something I don't think should get swept under the rug. I think it should be addressed. In reading the articles, I found it really interesting that a lot of the young ladies were saying that he was a very different person when Tiny wasn't there, and that appears to choose the ringleader. So, like there's there's all of that. And just based on all of that, I understand. I'm saying not to divulge my own personal experiences. So I, I understand abuse, but I think it's my own personal experiences that have shaped my mind. Like she was dead ass wrong for letting her kids go with that man. Oh, absolutely. I think both what we we always <laughs> say two things can be true yeah. at once, right? We can we can the say both that and paradigm accountability both and paradigm we can say that there has to be accountability for her also endangering her kids yeah one thousand percent i can say that from experience hello i'm literally walking testimony to that and and women need to be held accountable when they put their children in these questionable predicaments also we can understand the the why why, which is she's abused and she's navigating that and it isn't linear like zaina said here's one more curveball i i know we have other things we need to talk about Knowing that T.I. had absolutely 100% because he admitted this, you know, had his daughter's time in check. We know that he, we know that he fathers his girls a lot different from how he fathers his, his boys. Um, That's one piece. I don't have a full question, but that's one piece of it. The other piece is knowing that he has children uh, below and above 18, can you even imagine what this is like for them in a social media world? Well, his daughter has been in these topics for years, unfortunately, right. at the hands of her her father. Yeah. And we saw how she reacted to the Hyman story coming out. She yeah. did not react very well at all to that. And then these thought prevention hour conversations that he's apparently having with his daughter, yet look at the lifestyle you're living. And I'm not here to judge and say that him and his wife should not be bringing people into their bedroom if that is what brings them joy. But it's interesting that you've judged the lifestyle you're living as something you don't want your daughter to do but it's okay for you 
question mark she can't explore her sexuality but you can't explore the sexuality of whomever whenever however with your wife not, with, with your, your wife, wife who is a woman so, right so to me it's like the biggest slap in the face if i were his daughter i would feel slighted for a lot of reasons like this is the life you live let you're hypercritical of me and that's wild that's wild to me me remaining a virgin is of your utmost concern when there are 30 plus women right now saying that you violated them, but you're worried about stopping me from being a thought. But it would make so much sense because him fathering his girls differently um, than his boys, it would make so much sense because he, in my mind, he would not want them to engage with a man like him. He, They do not... He does not want them to encounter a man like him. Mm. So it's like, well, let me, let me, you know, it's kind of like, let me tell you how not to be raped, but I don't stop the rapist. Mm. And isn't that the story of everyone who says your, your skirt was too tight? Why were you out late? Who told you to go to the club yeah. by yourself? Listen. Like, and or or rapists could just not rape. Like that's also a thing that could occur. What? Wow, really? I didn't even know that could exist. Hey, let's just not be predatory. It's too hard, I guess. <laughs> could you just also it's too hard. Like mm, it's a lot for me. Too much. Yeah. <sighs> but I agree with y'all. There's a lot of layers to this story. It's it's what been 72 hours since a lot of this stuff has come to the light. So I think there's gonna be a lot more that unfolds moving forward. So we'll definitely make sure to keep our listeners abreast as things progress and maybe our opinions change. We don't know. Um but I do want to say that my heart goes out to anyone who feels that they were violated or assaulted at the hands of either uh, and that they find their path towards healing because it's not it's not easy. Absolutely. Uh, and finally, our last uh, topic of the day, we're going to talk very briefly about Chad Wheeler. So for those who don't know, Chad Wheeler, well, now former Seahawks player Chad Wheeler, was arrested, uh, I believe, last Friday on suspicion of felony domestic violence. According to the court documents, prosecutors said that he viciously attacked the victim in her bedroom, strangling her at times with both hands. Uh, he's also accused of strangling the victim twice until she lost consciousness, y'all. What are y'all's thoughts about Chad uh domestic violence I guess in general and how it plays out in sports um I'm pissed that I had to be scrolling through TikTok to even find out about this and that it didn't get half the coverage initially then your Michael Vicks your Adrian Peterson like talk about what talk about we know when it happened video footage was released it was it was out there and so this whole the first part of this is one, but people have what maybe journalists have said in some of the articles about how the Seahawks operate. It's not necessarily about justice, it's about optics for them. And when it became an, a, an issue for optics, this is now when they're doing their thing. The other part of the uh, inequities, in where we're talking about these crimes that are committed within the sport. Um, so I am in this group on Facebook, I'm in a couple of clinician groups on Facebook, but one of them in particular, and I was scrolling through trying to find it, but uh, they had posted how Chad um, experiences a borderline personality disorder, either borderline or bipolar, no, he's borderline, no, but he's bipolar, because he, they were saying he had a manic episode. Um, he has a bipolar disorder, and he was having a manic episode when this occurred, 
and that they are challenging that we as clinicians, we need to take that into account when judging this situation. Hear me. I know that we are all supposed to say, you know, people experience, it, experience their disorders in a unique way. Nah, I've seen too many people in manic episodes not kill somebody. Now, I'm sorry, not attempt to kill somebody. I've seen too many people in manic episodes not do the whole, oh, you're still alive. Like he strangled her, thought she was dead, ate his food and was shocked when she woke up. But now it's, oh, I just want to go get the help that I need. No, you have a problem. You're mad she didn't bow down to you. It's mm. some of the things that are, and I, I really hate to say this, and it could, for clinicians everywhere, this may be an unpopular opinion. That episode showed who he was. Mm. That to me, that episode showed who he was. You have this black wife that you was upset. You were upset would not bow to you. Mm. So you think she's submissive to you. Is this because of her race? Because of her sex? Like what? Mm. And 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 we continue with this. And it's just, I, I personally want him in jail. All this, oh, he's a free agent. So he can still go be part of the league. Nah, nah, that ain't, that is, that's not right. Nah. I hear you. He ate his food and he drank his smoothie. It's that's the important free? part to me. He had a smoothie yeah. and he continued to sip his smoothie. And the part that really like brought me, it just hit me to my core is that he sat down, ate his food, allegedly drank his smoothie and she laid on the bed he thought he had killed her and when she got up and ran to the bathroom he said oh wow i thought you were dead or something of that nature yeah like you're still alive mm-hmm. and i'm like wow mm-hmm. i'm also floored at how there's so many instances of how the story is told based on your race based on your ethnicity and I just don't understand how other people don't see this. 100%. How can you not see how the story is told so differently? And every time it is a white male specifically, it's a different situation. This is different. That's not this. This is this is different. This is different. And the specifics are different, but the way that you tell the story are is 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 you know it, there was there was a bombing literally in nashville tennessee over the holidays i didn't even know and how many people know. knew about it and like, i'm from tennessee i had no idea like until people started telling me like so i hear you when you say that there's a difference in the way we report these stories based on who the perpetrator is and that's facts right because then it was a troubled young man a a, a patriot a ex a service person a what uh, a domestic, domestic terrorist. terrorist let me help you let me help you correct that because you need to find the words and they they just will not use that language domestic terrorist like it's only the 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 white allies it's of course the the black people um, it's of course the people who are already fighting against injustices. It's those folks, but the they will not say domestic terrorists. They'll say everything, but mm-hmm. and it blows me. It blows me. It blows me too, girl. But um, that's all we got for cookout conversations this week. I'm gonna take us out with a one gotta go. 
this is an honor. This game Anyways, don't listen to her, y'all. This is an honor of <laughs> this being season five, as Issa likes to say, but season five being the last season of Insecure, uh, which I'm really sad about, but also super excited to see what projects come from it. So we're going to pay homage to all of the dope 90s, early 2000s sitcoms. One of these has to go and all of their work. Family Matters, The Cosby Show, Sister, Sister, the Parkers, Moesha, Living Single. I'm ready. Already? No, because yeah. I feel like if y'all pick, y'all gonna make me mad. Probably. Y'all gonna make me mad. Ty, Ty you go first. I knew Moesha. it. I knew you was finna make me mad. I knew it. <laughs> it's not, it it's not mine. Good. That's not mine. Oh, <laughs> that's not true. Okay, what's yours, Zaina? Family Matters. Really? Absolutely. I could never really get into it. Yeah. What? Stefan Orkel? I feel I feel Fun. I feel no ways. I feel no ways about Family it. And I think yeah, I think that going back to your point of like you're not really like are you really like like 90s or whatever. I think that's one of those shows where it 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 came on after I realized that it was on and I just, you know, you know, oh. I probably could pick another one to be honest. Okay. I know I could pick up. Well, one. let me say mine. Mine is the Parkers. Okay. I, what? Hear me. I like I love the Parkers. I love the Parkers. Truly. It was funny, but I feel like I'm now that I'm more woke, if that's what we're calling it. There was whoa, a lot whoa. of <laughs> there was a lot of problem. That show was problematic. And Monique so. being in that role was not fair to her. Uh she's an amazing actress, an amazing comedian, all of that. But I just hate how she was always like siloed into the like fat girl funny thing. And fat girl ghetto. Ghetto, <laughs> yeah. I'm just not yeah. a fan. But so if I had to pick, the Parkers would be first. What would be your next one, Zayna? Because you said you could pick another. Um, probably Moesha. Really? Moesha and, was so and good. the reason. The reason why that's my second one um, and not my first, because Moesha had some really dope guest stars. Yes. Um, I appreciated seeing a brown, beautiful Black woman, you know, rocking her braids and being her. And, you know, I just, I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love you know, the blended just, family storyline. Blended family, all of that. The and now that we are adults, we know that the dad was highly problematic. Ooh, and I, I mean, I knew, all of I them knew. were. That whole Ray oh, no. storyline, man. Okay, we, we're I not going to unpack I, that. We have a friend who actually has a podcast that unpacks those types of things. We yeah. do. So we, we do. should totally talk. Oh, to we them. should tell them do that. So oh, we're talking about diagnosing sitcoms and movies podcasts. Yes. 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 Diagnosing sitcoms and movies. Oh, it is called podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. With Courtney Cope and Dr. Rosie B. Period. Please look that up yeah. because they deep dive. I'm looking at a couple of the recent episodes, and one has the Proud Family. Yes. The Boys Proud in family. the Hood. Um, set it off. Moesha, there's a full Moesha episode, mm-hmm. Black Panther, The Temptation. Like, go for it. These are like high, yes. you know, very uh popular names within the black community and within black culture. So please deep dive into that. I yeah. I just like mm, so you said wait, yours was the Parkers? No, Moesha was your was, second one. Mine her second one was Moesha. Yes. Mine was the Parkers. Yeah. What's your what? second one? My second one, mm-hmm. ooh, I feel like my black card is going to get snatched. What is it? Living single. What? Girl! You done lost your mind. I knew you it. have she, lost your mind. I knew it. She has lost it. I know. Actually, 
it was tied. Like I was between the Cosby show and living single because while I, there were a lot of like dope lessons in the Cosby show. And I feel like the Cosby show will always be a pinnacle in the black community, despite what he, yeah. His, okay. his background. Despite, <laughs> despite, I also feel like living single had a lot of problematic undertones that we know now as grown folks that we didn't know when we were first watching it. And I don't recall. <laughs> okay, you go ahead and don't recall all you want to. <laughs> go ahead and don't, I don't recall. recall. So that would be my second, unfortunately. I know it was tough though. It was tough. What about you, Ty? What's your second? Uh, my second one would have been tied, honestly, between the Parkers and Sister Sister. Sister Sister is one of my okay. favorite shows of all time. Yeah, okay. the whole twin thing. Tamara is beyond annoying. Right, and that, that show? Adult, Wait, in the show or in real life? In the show. Oh, I love them in, in real, real life. life. I love them in real life. Tamara gets a bad rep, and I just don't think that it's, it's fair to Sister her. Sister Sister is literally one of my favorite. You know how, okay, y'all, y'all don't know this, but Zayna can literally watch reruns of any show that she loves, like, over and over and over again. Yeah, it's my Sister, mindless show. It's my mindless TV. Sister Sister <laughs> is one of those few shows I can watch from beginning to end. Yeah, I can't get through it. Can't get past the first episode now that it's back on Netflix or whatever. Are you serious? Can't get past. You remember that scene when her and um, what's his name were dancing outside in the rain to slow uh slow jam. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, this sister, sister was classic. I, I it was real cute. I like Roger. It was, it's the immature for me. But we don't yeah, think he married it. Okay. Well, we don't like. You know what? It's hard. We're gonna keep it. We're gonna, gonna we're gonna keep it. We're gonna let that because we're gonna right. let that go. Yeah. That that part, yes. I'll say, I'll say for the Cosby show, I definitely wouldn't even like bring, I wouldn't even put that on the docket to have it removed because when I was young, um, I wanted that family unit. Like it was typical. Like I wanted the mom and the dad. They were both successful, college educated, you know, went to HBCUs and all this other stuff. And they, you know, loved their kids. And I just, I just, it was a typical family unit. So I think that, I, I could probably never just off GP get rid of the Cosby show because it's it was one of those shows where I was like wow I want that so you know bad. the one thing I miss and we're going to transition so Zayna can give us the tea for the week these sitcoms showed a variety of what family looks like and I and I love that right you had sister for sister sure. you had not necessarily a blended family but like co-living right you had Ray and Lisa mm-hmm. who weren't well, they had that moment where they tried, and I ain't like that. But they, were, yeah, it was weird. They were living together, raising those kids together. You had yeah. the Cosby Show, like you said, the traditional like uh, relationship there. You had Moesha with the blended family, living single, following like all of these kids to then adolescent adults, and like how they started their own families. And I appreciated what the '90s did for us when it came to representation. And honestly, I wish we Absolutely. had more of that now. It's interesting how well these shows are still doing on things like Netflix, Hulu, and mm-hmm. the places they are. You would think that the industry—they're so nostalgic—but you would think that the industry would see that there's still a need for it, and and we would, yeah, we would go back and revamp. But but anyways, that's me on my high horse. Yeah, I hear uh-huh. you. Living single is. It's one of those shows where I, I think I love it so much because it shows them, you know, of course in the 90s, I love the 90s, but it shows them as single people who are just navigating their young adulthood. They're trying to chase their dreams. They are valuing friendship most episodes and 
like I just enjoy seeing because it was the drama for me but like I just I just enjoy seeing them as young black people just trying to figure out life just trying to I just I just loved it I just loved it but I'm biased so it's fair whatever you are a living single stand I stand true I have it on dvd and that's my business Wow. Okay, girl, tell us tell us what's going on in the world. What, what's the tea for the week? Okay, so first things first. Y'all remember High School Musical, right? Yeah. So y'all remember the Black girl that was on High School Musical? Where are we going with this? It was only one Black girl. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sorry. Sorry. Right, so there was a, a tweet that went viral that was talking about pretty much black women in Hollywood as it relates to their beauty as far as their hair like this is a common thread this is a common theme where it's like black women in in Hollywood and in movies you know they've had Tyler Perry and his and his hair pieces like we always drag him about like why these wigs look like that like why are we why does it look like that and so here is one example so the high school the black girl from high school musical along with a couple of other people um um, black actresses were like the reason why I had a headband in high school musical musical was because they couldn't get the wigs right then the bottom of it looked really great but the front of it looked jacked up so instead of trying to hire somebody who could actually do black hair and do uh wigs and pieces and all this other stuff they was like well what's at a headband a headband will be just a part of her aesthetic like that'll just be a part of her 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 look and so people were just going off. Other actresses, black actresses, were talking about, yeah, when I played in X, Y, and Z, or when I did this, like this is the reason why she looked like this. Or here was my experience. I had to advocate for a black hairstylist, or I had to hire my own black hairstylist, um, and and use that my own budget. So I'm not looking crazy on the movie that I was hired on. And it just became a whole thing. And I just appreciated the timeline. I appreciated people sharing their perspective, especially the black women who we have, um, who have shaped uh, the movie scene in, in, in Hollywood to be able to say like, this was a real thing. It, it was like, it was like wild to me. Um, excerpt was like, but the truth is, is that they had done my hair and they had done it very poorly in the front. That's the reason why she had a headband. I had no idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing at her experience. I'm laughing that uh, this is a thing that we even have to navigate in Hollywood. Like it's just it's a whole wild thing to me. Like, and it's and I thought the headband was a part of like the you know I go to a predominantly white school. I'm upper you know uh, not even upper middle class. I'm high class. You know I'm trying to blend in type of thing like. You know, during the high school musical days, the headbands was in. That was the thing. Like, you wear you a cute little headband or like a little. I know in high school, we used to still wear bows, but that's my business. Like, like the ribbons, we would wear ribbons. It was a whole thing. Okay. Y'all better not come for me because my youth matters. All right. Okay. Okay. Period. Mm-hmm. Don't see. I see why. Why would it see time? I'd be like, okay, so here goes Raina. Like, <laughs> because I didn't like, even say anything. Like, come on. I didn't say anything. Y'all see how they do me. I like my ribbon. Yeah. I like my headbands. When I was in. Don't, don't be trying to normalize my experience. I That's did. Because I was in uniforms okay. in elementary school. So it went with. Yeah, me. uniforms too. Oh, what's the privilege for me? I was in uniforms. No, but it was. Okay, I went to a public high school that. It was very behind the curriculum. Let's just get this out of the way. And they just decided they wanted to wear, they wanted us to wear uniforms because they got tired of people coming to school with low cut this and 
short set. So <laughs> it was uniforms without the uniform privilege. I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> Next up on the docket. Next up on the docket. So Chloe and Hallie, two things. One, they now have separate Instagrams, which I am here for. for They've been that during Chloe. Now I can tell them apart because at first I had a hard time, not necessarily like uh, physically telling them apart, but I just I never I couldn't figure out which one was Chloe and which one was Hallie, and I never cared enough to look into it. Please don't drag me, but that was true. So now they have separate Instagrams, and Chloe has been giving us body yaddy yaddy. She did the busted challenge, and it's honestly one of my favorite challenges. Like the busted challenge, did, no, her busted challenge oh. specifically. Her, I'm tired of all the challenges. I don't want to see no more challenges, to be honest. But her busted challenge was 10 out of 10 would recommend. It was amazing. It was honestly the stretch marks for me. I was like, yes, give me real body. Like, we love that. So they have two separate Instagrams, and I love it. I'm bringing them up in, into this section because they recently went live, I think, on Instagram. Um, Hallie is in Europe. She's recording. Not recording. She is uh, filming for, is it Tinkerbell? No, she- it's not Tinkerbell. Isn't this Little uh, Mermaid? What is she? Little Mermaid. Yes, yes. The Little Mermaid. She's in Europe um, uh, filming The Little Mermaid. So like her and Chloe are not together. And it's obvious that they're really close sisters. And so they went live. And Chloe was just saying um, how proud of her she was, how much she misses her. Like, it was just like the, the sisterly love, the genuine love for one another. The, the, the I just, the friendship, it was everything for me. So they got a lot of love on the social medias and I just loved it. I've watched the video a couple of times because I was like, wow, this is beautiful. And we love this truly and honestly. Um, what else? Um, um I did wait. Wait, no, I was saying, cause I just I didn't realize they had separate pages. I did see her do the little silhouette challenge thing. But I'm just yeah. looking at her parents. First of all, Chloe got body. Body, yaddy, yaddy, I just yaddy. Knew she's always had body. I, I did not know Chloe got them cakes. Not new either. Every wavy. Yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Mm-hmm. Love it. They have they have I've watched a couple interview interviews with them, and Chloe has the booty and Hallie has the breast. Uh okay. So that's say that's why they have to stay together because it's like we're the package. Okay, we, I we, see we. the stretch marks. Yes, ma'am. Living a real body. It's everything is everything to me um so I came across another tweet and you know how they'd be like hear me out and they'd be like okay like what you finna say so this I guess it was an artist or someone who was pretty much saying that oh my god now I can't remember his name you know how they were saying Wizard Kelly was definitely Magic Johnson do y'all believe that yes Barbara do you believe that Wizard Kelly was Magic Johnson yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So I have always heard that it wasn't magic, but it was um someone else in the LA realm. Why can't why am I not why are my names not coming up? But I've always like heard a, a, a different major name that it wasn't a major LA ball player. Like it wasn't a ball me? player, it was oh. just somebody else that had oh Shaq. I've always heard oh, that Shaq. Wizard Kelly was Shaq because mm-hmm. Shaq in the LA realm, I believe it's LA have has and has had a lot of businesses in that in that realm so i think it was easy for people to group him with um with uh uh, magic but people were saying that that was actually oh the height because was it kelly is tall 
Like you'll never see his face. Yeah, but Magic Johnson owned like 90% of LA in the 2000s. And he had theaters and stuff like that. And it went, it went with so somebody compared um if, if there was ever to be a real life proud family show which uh, that is not i haven't heard anything about it they said that shannon sharp should play wizard kelly give me your thoughts i can see it i can definitely see I it can I see it's pretty on brand yeah <laughs> And now I can't unsee it. No. It's, I absolutely see it. Like, we are here for it. I just had to bring it up because, you know, I love, we love the Proud family. And that's the whole thing. And I'm here for it. Um, One last thing that I really wanted y'all's thoughts on. So I came across, I'm in this uh, Facebook group. And uh, one of, I think this is a guy, one of the guys was like, nowhere in the Bible did I read that Adam had to pay all of Eve's rent? Where is that in the Bible that tells me that Adam or the male, insert whatever you want to put in there, has to pay all the rent? We don't have to deep dive in this, but... (laughs) If you broke, just say that. Right, like I feel like y'all be breaking up topics that y'all know gonna make me curse. I feel like this is my my bi-weekly test of my growth yeah. when y'all do this stuff. I feel like that's what y'all doing. I literally could call to mind four Bible verses off rip that because ah, we know the Bible that, and we, we know the Lord. Because we actually read the Bible, like <laughs> what is he even talking about? Like I'm really I'm really coming here to be missed because Barbara, you know that I know that like I'm annoyed. We know. And the thing about people like that is they think they'd be dropping heat. Like he just knew he was coming with the like I got heat for the street. Like <laughs> period. Where in Genesis did it say, boy, quote Genesis? Somebody do you know somebody Genesis? said it's in the Somebody said it's in the new, all caps, King James version. I'm not about to fool, I'm not about to fool with, with the, if you're broke, just say you're broke. And that's okay. Just say you're broke. Go on about your business, sir. Uh, okay, one final thing, really quick. Um, I saw this tweet and it went viral and I love it. Um, there is, I don't know this person's pronouns. So I'm going to say they, um, but the person's name is Brexton Walker, Walker, um, they mentioned, uh, told my job that I like to cross-dress and they allowed me to have two badges. So I can send it to y'all so y'all can see it, but um, they sometimes appear more masculine and sometimes they appear more feminine. And it looks like maybe they work in a hospital or some other place where of course it needs to be security and have badges to get in and all these other things. And so they allowed him to have two separate badges so that however he feels like coming to work that day, whatever he wants, whatever they want to look like, excuse me, I'm giving pronouns, whatever they want to, to come to work looking like that they are allowed to do that in that space. I thought it was amazing. I think and I thought it was like very forward thinking yeah, I think that's and, and it wasn't hard to do. No, allowing people to be seen isn't hard, isn't hard to do y'all. It isn't. Uh, that was gonna go down the rabbit hole, but I ain't gonna do it for the sake of time. But I think that's dope. Okay. Well, wait, because before we uh start going off, I just want to ask y'all a question. 
And I want to know, Cookout Cousins, I want y'all to check in on this. So, you know, the silhouette challenge been going around. We got one in the Thank group Thank you. Chat. I forgot about that time. Get me together. I completely we forgot about We got one on the, the group chat that is lit. Also, y'all didn't tell me that Twitter was a new porn hub. But um, <laughs> we love it. We love it here. <laughs> Let me go ahead and get on Twitter. Let me go ahead and get on Twitter. Um, but what y'all thinking about these silhouette challenges? I low-key want to do one, but like I can't ever. How was Loki asked to do one yesterday? And I was like, what? Somebody asked Ooh. me to do it too. And I was like, you so funny. <laughs> like, what? No. We got jobs. The, the funny hello. The funny thing is, most of the commentary I see on Facebook, and I know Facebook always looks different than Twitter, so we're gonna have to explain yeah. what's going on in Twitter streets. Is women <sighs> who are coming for women who are participating? I've seen at least four or five threads of like women always complain about being sexualized, but then sign up to do things that sexualize them, make it make sense. And I've seen that concept on several threads with both men and women commenting like, yes, facts, make this shareable, retweet queen. Like, okay. One, the women who are participating in said challenge don't mind being sexualized or don't view looking at the naked body as something to be sexualized. Either way, they are in the category that you're talking about. And if you're a woman who is complaining about being sexualized, obviously you're not the one doing the challenge. So where's the disconnect? It's, it, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Side note, for those wanting to do the challenge, it was also brought up on Facebook yesterday that there are some uh, hardcore editors out there who know how to remove that filter. Oh, please wear clothes. Yeah, Come on. wear clothes, wear, wear it tight fitting. Um, yeah. Also, if you uh, want to do it and you're not quite sure how to get it done, I'll make sure to post the tutorial on our Instagram. It's been a few circulating around TikTok. Now, now that that's out there. Um, listen, let Baby, folks this live. silhouette challenge. I lit the, the men's, yeah, yeah, yeah. The My dad today. Took a whole other, men took it to a whole other level. I, and I and I'm 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 happy. Listen. And I'm happy to be a red-blooded woman. <laughs> I'm happy to be a red-blooded identified woman today. Number six okay. taught me something. Very quickly. Very quickly, because Ty, you keeping me together. Oh. Um, very quickly, I want to talk about Tyrese. Mm. So the reason why Tyrese is circulating through these social media streets is because um, Kirk Franklin and Tammy recently, his wife Tammy just recently celebrated uh, a wedding anniversary. She put up a post, um, you know, of course, highlighting, what'd you say? Twenty. I said 25 years. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm, like, love them as a couple. I love Tammy as a person. She's just so small and so cute. And I just, I just enjoy oh, her. Um yeah oh my god they've been married like she said 25 years um she was with him during most if not all of his high points in his career and so love it so she put up a post you know highlighting her husband their marriage you know shout out to him or whatever Tyrese comes underneath the post and so I I didn't know this until he made the post I wasn't in Tyrese's business because I think that we should pray for him and keep him lifted um I don't think I think he needs some help, which there's no shame in that. And so he comments under there and pretty much tag, he not pretty much, he did tag his estranged um, wife. They're currently going through a divorce and um, put a lot of exclamation points, put a lot of ellipses, like put all this other stuff talking about, you know, we love this, love, love, love this. This is amazing. You know, congratulations. And he adds his, his estranged wife 
and says, um, this is supposed to be us. This was our goals. You remember that this is what we wanted to do. This is what we wanted to be. Like, I'm going to try, I'm going to get her back. And then he puts another ellipses and he's like, I think. He puts all this underneath Tammy's post about her and her husband's wedding anniversary. And it is beyond strange to do that underneath somebody's post publicly that is not about you and your wife like you can hit up the dms like you can call that person if that's what you want to do then great but like why do you need to take the attention off of this person's accomplishment to talk about what you got going on like you want to social media shame her you want to like make people out like i don't know what your goal is but i thought that was very strange and i think that we should keep tyrese lifted on all the prayer lists. Yeah. He's been wilding. He's been wilding. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Those are my things. Oh, thank you for govern yourself. Govern yourself accordingly. Yes, yes, yes. Out I here in the comment on that. that was <laughs> <laughs> like, right? Yeah. Like, I'm just thinking about that. Like, it, there's nothing you can say at this point when it comes to Tyrese. At all. I think he's like ruined. I ain't gonna say completely, but I just think. He he ruined the the legacy for me a little bit. He just needs yeah. love, love, prayer, protection to stay I on agree. social media and a group of people he can come to in times where Talk he about. needs to get stuff off his chest. Amen. <laughs> Ab- absolutely, we can move on to the next. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> help us help help lead us into going off phase. Um, so it's about that time again, you know, before we wrap up with the positivity, we got to go ahead and just get it out there, get our thoughts out there. So let's get our thoughts out there. Um, Barbara, what's been going on? Y'all. Okay. <laughs> hear me when it's I deep say, breath. you know, hear me when I say that I really, I love us. I love us. I love our people. I love all of those on the front lines who are doing what they think is in the best interest of the progression of our people. However, comma, these think pieces, these podcast episodes, these YouTube videos and 60 second TikToks that are unpacking what Jill, I mean, not Jill, Joe Biden, uh, President Biden has done for Black people uh, thus far. I really want y'all to pop a melatonin and go back to sleep. Okay, that's what I really, really want y'all to do is go back to sleep. He has been in office, y'all, 10 days. 10 days, y'all, 10 days. And for those 10 days, he has been signing executive orders to undo the mess that the occupant put in place that were not for our benefit. And so, yes, calm down relax we have an entire four years to hold this administration accountable also half of y'all that keep saying but what has he done for black people y'all ain't even got stuff that y'all want him to do for black people i'm going under these posts like okay so what are your suggestions uh well you know police brutality okay so what is your suggestion he can't sign an executive order outlawing racism like what what is your actual solution that you want to see enacted 
by President Biden. Let's not talk about the fact that he has 12 cabinet positions he has yet to fill. Those he has filled, it's the most diverse group we've seen in a very, very long time that he's putting people in the position to make actual changes without needing executive orders. Like, can we unpack that? Or y'all don't want to talk about that. Y'all don't want to talk about the fact that he has a labor secretary who is now going to be a person of color, right? He He's looking at people, uh, the person for HUD who's going to be a person of color. All of these people who are going to be creating policies that govern the way you and I live no longer look like the typical mm, palm of my hand, all right? And so give him some time to get policies in place that benefit us. If you have issues that you want to address, go to the Congressional Black Caucus, talk to your local uh, local leaders, organizers, come together with something that you want him to actually do and stop all this yip yapping about, oh, but but he did this for immigrants and ain't did nothing for black people. Ain't Are there black immigrants, y'all? Am I lost? Is immigration just non-black people? It is not. It's okay. not. It is it's not. not. All right. Okay. But, but they don't, they don't see, they want the same thing with president, former president Obama. This is not a president for black people. He's still a president for the people. I hear them. They want their agenda heard. I'm with it. I want our agenda heard too and prioritized. He's trying to put people in place that can do that. Can we give him the time to do that? All right. Give him some time. I'm sick of hearing it. Lastly, Clubhouse. I need y'all pseudo-photep faux experts to stop using Clubhouse like it's your TED Talk. All right. This is not your TED Talk. Half y'all don't know what y'all talking about. I joined a housing forum and a lady told somebody credit really doesn't matter uh, when you're trying to get approved for a housing loan. And yes, there are loopholes, but sis, credit 100 percent matters y'all just don't go into these clubhouse forums thinking that everybody who got something to say got something to say and that's that on that on that and i'm done i was over here dying yes clubhouse is the space for the tech talks girl you didn't know everybody's an expert I mean, now i do <laughs> now i do <laughs> like everybody's girl, an expert oh yeah anyway uh so for me uh, this is a process, and I, I invite uh, my, my student affairs people to chime in on this. So with the, you know, this whole T.I. Tiny thing, you know, all that stuff coming up, right? Um, we talk about sexual abuse. Um, and a really big topic on my campus now is Title IX and how are we explaining it to students? What are our procedures in place for that? And so for those who do not know what Title IX is, uh, many people familiarize it with uh, sports, right? And so what it states in terms of sports is that there has to be equity um, and there cannot be any discrimination. And so like one example we give is that where a university uh, may have a football team and males are on the football team, there also has to be equal access to other sports for the same number of as women like who can get in these positions and such that's like a really simplified way of expressing it but that's just one way we talk about it the other half of title nine though is uh sexual assault and its occurrences on college campuses and when we talk about it you know we I was challenged by a client in what I said earlier, like how do we talk about this to toe the line between 
again, being innocent until proven guilty, but also making sure that we are demonstrating for victims or those who are accusing um, that we're showing them that we believe them while they're also dealing with their perpetrators. And so, because even when we talk about that innocent until proven guilty thing, right, the language that we use around it. And I am 100%, like when the story is out there, you just, just believe what people tell you. When people say they've been hurt, when people say like, believe it, right? But is it causing damage? And so that's, that's just a thought I'm, I've been trying to work on and trying to piece out uh, just as this stuff is coming up. So if you all have any suggestions, if you have any thoughts on that matter, please feel free. Let me know. And that's that on that. I hear you, Ty. Um, I also know that on my campus or different campuses that I have worked on, um, a lot of the Title IX folks have been talk, been very frustrated about the policies that are now put into place or that have that were put into place under the previous occupants um presidency and there wasn't a lot of answers there were a lot of loopholes there were a lot of things that were not very helpful for someone to be able to come forward so I'm hoping that those things change and those things get updated quickly um rather than later for sure um for me what was that raisin? Do y'all know where I'll be saying that? It's Cardi B. Cardi B. What was that raisin? Truly, <laughs> what was the reason? Y'all, I don't like dating. I don't like it. I don't like oh. it. It's for the streets. And I I just have to lift up Jasmine Sullivan's hotel, Ooh. Ooh. hotels album. Cover to cover. It's amazing. It's amazing. Cover to cover. It's one of the few albums that I'm not even upset with the interludes. Like, it's good. It's really good. And it it made me be very reflective of my dating and sexual history and just my perspective on a lot of things. And I just, like, Girl Like Me is, it's me. It's me. Like, these hoes be winning. They really be winning. And what's the point of being a good girl if it's not going to be beneficial to you. Like, what's the point? Like, I just, I'm just going to have to be out here. And I also know that like, I have the capability to be a city girl, but I don't want to be a city girl. I want to be a girl sitting at the house with my man. (laughs) Like, that's what I want to do. I don't want it. I don't want to be in the street. It's ghetto. And I started out saying like, what was the reason? Because people will literally come into your life and disrupt it just for that purpose just for the purpose of coming into your life and disrupting it with no type of no type of accountability for their part in their position. Now, I'm not here to say that I have never done that. Um, I won't say that I went into somebody's space with the intention of ruining it, like things happen. That's a part of relationships and dating and just dealing with people in general. But there are people out there who literally will seek you out. They will pursue you just to get you and after that point they disappear or they go away or they just like go back to their regular scheduled programming and I just I'm just not here for dating I don't know how I'm gonna get married without dating but I I think I I can do it and I'll write a book and we'll live happily ever after because like I I just uh, dating in 2020 there's so many rules there's so many policies there's so many like 
you can do this, but you can't do that. Or like, you can do this, but you should also do this too. Or it's just like all these different scenarios and ways of being in a relationship. It's overwhelming. I just, uh, what was the reason? Okay. So at this point, I'm very upset with, uh, you know, previous previous relationships because like you could have just got yourself together we could have been happy like we could have been really happy together and because you didn't now I'm out here in these streets and I don't want to be in these streets I'm upset I'm pissed what was the reason yeah so <laughs> my DMs are open but don't be coming with that fuck shit. Not, let me don't tell you what, I'm not the DM. How are you supposed to date in 2021? Like, how how else are you going to date up to the DM? You, you can't go nowhere. Do is her do all of that and end with, Thanks. some of my DMs are open. So. <laughs> listen, do y'all really, listen, Honestly, I just want y'all to live I just, y'all lives for I, me, okay? That's all I, I really feel that and then say my DMs Definitely. are open because I, am open to dating i just want i just i, I hear just that be honest be honest be authentic be, honest. be truthful and be ready just be ready yeah and just because somebody's a good person doesn't mean they're good no. for you and i understand that yeah i understand that so you know the doors this of the is what going open. through your 20s and early 30s looks like y'all we're living it in real time so I will say this though, somebody, a number of people have told me that 30 and up, we as women do feel differently about, you know, societal expectations of what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing, what we should be, all those different things. And there's a certain level of peace. More people have been telling me that as of late, without me having to even bring it up or say anything about it, it just has been unsolicited information. And I'm ready for that. I honestly feel like um, I'm ready to, you know, be open to a relationship, but not be pressed about it. I feel like at this point I'm pressed about it and I don't like that. That's like me being very vulnerable, but I feel like I'm pressed about it because of societal norms of what I should and shouldn't be doing at this point in my life. And I'm just like, what am I supposed to do about that? So in my mind, I want to get to the point where if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm cool with it. Like that sounds really great, but I don't feel that. I, I feel, feel the that. pressure. I feel that completely. Feel and it's actually pressure. very in line with the quotes and affirmations I have for you all this week. So uh, thank you, Zaina. Thank you, Zaina, for Let's being vulnerable it. and sharing that with us, sharing that with our community, sharing that with our people. I know there are others out there who echo our feeling of being single in our 20s and early 30s and how that plays out. Um, the first one that I want to share with you all is something that I wrote several years ago, actually, and it popped back up as Facebook memories tend to do. And it says, knowing your worth means nothing if you do not know when you need to enforce it. Enforcing it isn't enough if your line in the sand isn't clearly defined. Stick to your guns and stop allowing anyone the privilege to your essence without them deserving the responsibility of it first. And who child, I don't know what I was going through in 2016 when I wrote that. 
Um, but I think it's very telling. We have to stop allowing people the privilege uh, to our essence without them first deserving its responsibility. Uh, and I think that's another piece to how we are navigating being single uh, in our 20s and, and late 30s. And then finally, uh, as always, I'm gonna shout out my girl, Alex L. Uh, she has seven gentle reminders for self-preservation that I want you all to carry into your next week. Uh, so here we go. Letting go is hard, but holding on when you're losing yourself is harder. Release what doesn't serve you. You can be empathetic. You can be an empathetic person and still have healthy boundaries that you stick to. Stop letting people mistreat you. You can be a kind and forgiving person and still make it clear that toxic, unhealthy behavior isn't tolerated. No matter what you've walked through, you deserve genuine love. Don't settle for less. In the meantime, know your worth, stand your ground. Everyone you love isn't going to root for you. You will outgrow relationships as you grow into your best self. Sticking around until people decide to change isn't your obligation, even if you love them. You cannot force anyone to do anything, but you can walk away. And finally, protecting your peace is your job and your job only. No more excuses about why you're giving your power away. And with that, it's been another week, y'all. Thank y'all for listening and for joining. And uh, we'll look forward to hollering at y'all next time. See you next time. Blah.